0: Welcome, everyone, to the completely unnecessary podcast for Tuesday. July 26th, 2022, the post-Comic-Con edition, alongside Ian Ferguson. Yeah. I'm Pat Contry. That is. On the show today, we'll be talking about all the hot news from Comic-Con, all the pop culture news you can, you can handle, MCU announcements. we we'll are talking about Vince McMahon retiring. Oh, we're talking about some uh, breaking news on the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Kawabunga Collection, exclusive news. That we got. I don't think it's exclusive. <laughs> well, they weren't giving out news to everyone, Ian. There. No, I asked him. He said no. It's all public. Now. Okay, then. <laughs> Too late. It was, it was. It was breaking a few days ago. You no, know, but it's still breaking for um, a lot of you. It was breaking when I saw it on Friday or Saturday. Uh, so anyway, Ian, we we talked about. A little bit about Comic Con, but how was your weekend? We didn't talk about all about Comic Con. Comic Con returned to to well to summer. It was in the fall. The little mini edition, which was still huge, but this was the main Comic Con back. Yeah, in three three years, right? So we talked about it a little bit in the uh, the the
1: bonus bits, bonus Patreon, the bonus bits some on podcasts. Patreon. Um, in addition to the Comic Con stuff, I uh, I uh, got to see some old friends that I hadn't seen in a while. Ate right. a lot of pizza. Drank some tiki Eat drinks. Um, I've started working on music again. Uh, Interesting. You were spinning? No. Uh. Well, I. I mean, I've been doing the DJ stuff again recently. Um. But I. Uh. A friend of mine sent me a very nice surprise over the week, and I got a a a new synthesizer that I was not expecting. Just showed up on my doorstep, and so a new synth. Yeah. And I've been. uh, I've been messing with that, and it's been fun to get kind of creative again. Um, but in addition, like uh, Comic Con wise, uh, one of the things that I love to do is uh, get some free pinball in uh, because Stern is always there, uh, and they mm-hmm. usually always do their booth, and they usually have a few new machines there, their newest machines. This year, they had uh, Godzilla and Mandalorian on the floor, which is great. I mean, it makes sense; those are perfect themes for the the show floor. Um, and then in their in uh, at the Marriott they do a free pinball lounge where they usually set up um both the pro and the premium models of a handful of machines
0: first time I saw that there that was nice oh yeah no they've know, done yeah. it
1: they've done it I think uh, they did it 2019 2018 maybe 2017 yeah it was nice nice open area like it was like 25 30 About pinball 25 machines. machines yeah and uh they had uh comic-con wide leaderboards that would update from the machines oh that's pretty cool yeah and i Did actually weigh a prize for high scores i i don't know but uh on on uh at saturday night i had i was on the top 10 for rush and i was on the top 10 for deadpool um but i oh. think I, I think i eventually got knocked off someone actually texted me um a popular pinball streamer that i, I like uh dead flip uh someone uh messaged me on Twitter that he was streaming and trying to take my scores down. So I don't know if that actually <laughs> happened or not, but uh, I would imagine he's a much better player than I am. So, yeah, I, that that's always fun. And it's a good way to get out of the crowd.
0: Yeah. To go do a
1: Marriott didn't, thing.
0: Did Nintendo have a lounge this year? They did not. Because <laughs> so they're usually in the Marriott or next door. If you get everyone in the Comic-Con, the, the three things, you get the Marriott, then the Convention Center, then the Hilton Bayfront on the left side of it. And usually those... Three. That's your main three areas. I don't think I've
1: ever done anything at the Hilton.
0: There's a panel there. I went to see one of the earlier Rift Tracks panels there mm. in like 2011. Was, it was like pretty big. It's like not whole H size, but that's where like the second biggest sure. panels usually are. There, it's walking distance.
1: Yeah, I usually end up in the Marriott um, for a drink or like for the pinball or the Nintendo stuff. I have a
0: pinball contribution to the podcast. Yeah, Queen Pinball uh-huh. announced. Yeah. Show some fucking respect to Queen. I, I like Queen. It's um, not. It's not Queen. That's so, the problem? Uh, this is the article for pinballnews.com. It was first of all. Well, it was, it was uh, from July twenty uh, first. Uh, so the pro- they, they revealed a prototype in London last year. I didn't know that. So this was shown last year. Swedish pinball company Pinball Brothers have today officially announced the launch of their Queen pinball machine. Two versions, of course, of course, Champions Edition, ninety two ninety five. While well, the Rhapsody Limited Edition will be eleven grands, um, like their Alien game. You ever play the Alien one? I have. Is um, it good? Queen Queen games will be built by Pedretti Gaming in Milan, Italy. There you go. Uh,
1: my my opinion on the Alien game is um, to be decided. I need to play more, but I did not like it when I first played it.
0: The Rhapsody Limited Edition will be a thousand units and will feature an illuminated artwork on the cabinet interior and on the back panel, a shaker motor, a special shooter rod. I Swap out the rod for something else. Uh, gold- no, that usually like they like there's usually like an ornament on the end of it. Great, uh, gold colored metalwork. Okay, uh, gold colored cabinet and back. Back box art package, number, plaque and certificate. So of course everyone's going to want that. Once you're once you're spending uh, uh nine thousand three hundred, you might as well spend eleven grand. That's how they get you. Yep. Right. Um, Fourteen tracks, um, all live, I, I believe. Uh, yes. These are these are like greatest hits stuff. There's no, there's no there's no like no deep cuts. No deep cuts. Uh, the, the the deepest cut will be Seven Seas of Rye. That's their, one of the earliest ones that ever shows up on a greatest hits because their first two albums was their weird experimental like themed albums where it's like ogre battles and weird shit. Yeah. And it's like that didn't really stick. So Seven Seas of Rye is like the earliest one you see that uh, there. Uh, but yeah, so you got, we are the, we got, we are the champions. You got Bohemian, obviously no one bites the dust kind of magic, which is from the Highlander soundtrack, which is great. You know, that version you can't fucking buy. It's different on the album and a bunch of other ones. So yeah, I, I, would want to play this. I'm not saying I want to buy it, but Queens, my all time favorite album. So yeah, I'm kind of interested in checking it out. I'd like to play it.
1: I don't hate Queen. This, I mean, I like Queen. This was announced literally the day after I made a Twitter post saying I would really like to stop seeing uh,
0: geezer rock bands. Uh, Queen's publishing. not geezer rock, though. Queen is Queen. You cannot go a week without watching TV where Queen songs not used on a commercial. Sure. And I'm I'm being deadly serious. They, they are in the pop culture, their hits. Um... Well, all of these bands are in the
1: pop culture. I'm just saying specifically, like, 70 eras rock and roll that is meant to move machines to 50-year-olds. Sure. Uh, I, and it's not because I don't like some of these bands that get the the treatment. I, like, I love Rush. Mm-hmm. I love Iron Maiden. I like Queen. I just, as a theme, I'm tired of it. Okay. Uh, I don't think the playfield looks great, but I've played a lot of playfields that I uh, didn't think looked great and really enjoyed them, so right. I, uh, I just I, don't like the look.
0: I, I think Queen's a cut above those, those uh, bands, but okay. Queen is that's not that's a fun. cut above Rush. I put them I put them on the Rolling Stones sort of scale, where it's like, they're going to be listened to 100 years from now, still on commercials, it's like, eh, okay, agree to disagree, yeah. that's fine. Anyway. That's, fine. that's hey, fine. Anyway, moving on. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, so yeah, Comic-Con was fun. Um I spent four hundred and forty dollars on acrylic. Uh most I it was the most I ever spent it at a single Comic Con. But when I looked back I was like I bought gifts for Really people. the most? I spent like six hundred dollars. Like okay, six
1: hundred. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think the when most I, bought, I ever spent was like five hundred. Even
0: when I, I tried to remember, when I bought that dumb Transformers, uh, Joe crossover big ass one that I ended up selling to someone. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that was like two hundred dollars, two forty two. But like, I was like, I didn't probably spend a huge, amount, huge amount above the outside of that. I don't usually buy expensive comics. I'll buy like one or two th- like comics, maybe. I think I thought I think I bought the first appearance of uh, I bought Luke. Yeah, I bought the first appearance. Of Luke, I bought Luke Cage, Power Man number one, uh, like several years ago. Um, I don't know if it was worth anything. Who the hell knows? Right. Bronze Age comics are common. Once you get to the 70s, comics are fucking common. They're all common. Um, But um, that's really it. Um, and I used to buy stuff with Frank, like trade paperbacks and, you know, the the random, I'd pick out daredevils for Frank that were beat up, trying to go, you know, get Philip, uh, Frank's back catalog there. But uh, yeah, AFA was there. AFA is the action. What's the Action Figure Authority. They're also oh, okay. the people who do VGA, the Video g- uh, Game Authority. Right. The OG Video Game Graders, um, and they were selling um, both mint on card figure and and loose cartridge and uh, box game acrylic cases. So if you buy them there, you're saving on shipping, and these things are heavy. You're saving on tax if you pay with cash. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and, and then they, it's a deal. On top of it, so like for example, um, the 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 NES cases for some reason the same price different acrylic. I bought five, I bought five uh, cartridge cases and fifteen complete in box cases, um, and they were only fifteen dollars each. You can't. You're going online. You're paying. You're gonna be paying double that. They're nice cases too. No, they're great. They're great. The the, the slide out at the bottom. It's funny because I told them, not humble bragging, but like. Um, when I got my NWC um, cases made, you couldn't get NES. There was no cart cases. For oh, any sure. System. Yeah, I am talking twelve years ago. I had to measure it and send it in and get that. And I, I told him it was funny both times. It was sent back. It was a proper length and, and height, but not the width. It was like a double NES. They had to send me. They did it twice. They they sent it back both times. Um, but I said to the guy that was there, I said, you might have used my measurement to start making the NES when he left, so we might have done that, because they, <laughs> they, they didn't do that at the time. So I bought the. So it was the same guy, the same people that did the... The same ones I got yeah. From, yeah, from 12 years ago. Um, so I got 15 of them, uh, excuse me, yeah, 15 for $15, right there. Uh, excuse me, I got 20 of them for 15 that's $300. But then I came back on Sunday, I'm like, you know what, I got some G.I. Joe mint on card. I might as well pick these up. Right. And these were the UV upgraded ones. they, so they did, won't fade? Uh, I, think I think the normal ones have some UV protection, but not a lot. And these have like 99%.
1: You need it uh, with action figures. Otherwise, uh, you're going to get all that yellowing.
0: So so my G.I. Joe's have been in a box in the garage. Ones I got at the flea market, uh, that was not a flea market madness. If it was, it would have been one of the best deals I ever got. $10 each, I bought about 30 car G.I. Joe figures. Most from the late 80s to, to 90s. But I did get mid-80s ones including uh, Tiger Force Sneak Peek and Tiger Force for, for Psych Out, which were European exclusives, which I not, did not know at the time when I bought them because I didn't have a smartphone in two thousand, you know, ten eleven when I got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone got the Tunnel Rat one before me, which is the most valuable one, which I'll, I'm pissed I didn't get the Tiger Force Tunnel Rat, but whatever. So I went back, and I bought the remaining ones that they had. She said, oh, there's seven left, uh, 25 for one or 40 for two. I said, well, give me the rest of the seven. There was an eighth one in there. I was honest. So you gave me one more. said, oh, okay, it's, you're fine. So for so for $140, I got eight cases. If I had bought them online, because I'm an idiot and I'm OCD by this, I went home and see how much I saved. It would have cost double between the discount, shipping, and taxes had I bought it online. So I basically got it for half off. So I'm like, okay. So then I come home, Ian. And I'm like, all right, let's, let's get the GI Joes out of the box in the garage where, they, where they've been. I feel bad. Wherever. Um Whatever. <laughs> I really bought these for the two the two uh Tiger Force exclusive uh European ones, uh because they're worth several hundred dollars each you can't find them. Um they didn't come out here. And so then I'm like putting in I, I I first put in the uh, I have a uh airtight, the nerdy, geeky biohazard guy that I loved. Uh, it wasn't on a lot of episodes, but we all love uh airtight. Um he he fit fine in the case. We all love airtight. Airtight's great. It's fucking, great. he's a geek. He's like a science geek. He's nerdy. Anyway, so um, and then I get out the Tiger Force psych out, and I slip it in the case, and they had that that tab on the top to keep it flush. I had to get like a ruler and press it down because if the car's not straight, it won't fit yeah. under the tab. I was, I, no one told me about that, AFA. Um, I'm trying to close. I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute. The card, the card can't close. Why is this? Is this in all the way? So the European GI Joe figures, the card's a half inch longer for some reason. For no reason at all. So, uh, like, I got to now buy two more ones that fit those. I don't know if it's. Do a, they make a European Yes, size they one? do. They, oh, they okay. make everything. It's called, like, the long European. Long
1: card or long European. For, for sure. Yeah.
0: So, it's expensive, though. If you buy buying if you're buying it, if you're a collector and if you're buying acrylic cases for every figure, you're spending thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. These are like 25 bucks each. Then you buy, like, this. Like, for example, I have the um, G.I. Joe movie, uh, Slaughter's. Uh, uh what is it? The Renegades, the three guys. Uh I have the it's like a big big wide one. Uh so that case alone is probably 40-50 just because it's a it's a irregular shape. So it's an expensive hobby. That's yeah. why I can't get into it. I no, it's, it's it. too much. So I bought that uh a I bought space too. I bought about five gifts for other people there. I was like texting people, um uh, like, okay, what do you want? What do you into geeky stuff? And get a list of stuff. Okay, you like Black Widow. There's these cute little keychains. I might have picked out a couple for friends. Everyone likes plush, plush pillow cats. I picked up one.
1: We picked up some stuff for my sister in law, um, because she's never been. Uh, so yeah, we did. We did a couple of gifts. It's good to gift it because you find you don't think about this stuff until you see.
0: It. You're like, oh, that's kind of cute. I bought Vonnie some gifts. Shh. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure to get them. I already gave them. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, terms of the attendance, it was not peak. It was probably 30 percent less people. If I had a guess in my pat math, it's a lot more comfortable. Uh, be, I I knew that on Friday. When I walked on Friday, I was, felt like Saturday was the big, I thought it was glaringly big, obvious was on Saturday. Bing! Well, there was, everyone was in the, well, everyone was shopping on Sunday. So you had, it was mostly, mostly crowd on Sunday, yeah. at least on, on the right side where you were. Yeah, it was crazy. We, we were busier uh, Sunday, I think, than we were Saturday. But well, on Friday, Friday's a busy day. Yeah. Saturday's busy. The, you could hear yourself. It was like audibly less noise. It was like, oh, this isn't like loud at all. I've become an um, earplug person and all the time earplug person. I didn't need them. I, I never used my at Comic-Con. But, like, usually at Comic-Con, when you get towards the middle where, like, Sideshow is and usually where, like, where Marvel is, you have to, like, really struggle to get through. You yeah. didn't have to on Friday. I'm not saying it was clear paths, but, like, you walked through. You weren't waiting to get through. Did um, you go Thursday? No, I didn't go Thursday. Okay, I heard
1: Thursday was very, very busy. I think that was the best money day, at least for us. Really? friend. People were getting the early deals. I, and, you know, it's... For it, it's probably different for different vendors. For someone like him who's selling ten dollar, like has a whole section devoted to ten dollar t-shirts, mm-hmm. people are like, "We got to go there first before all the good shit." is Oh, they had a reputation, maybe. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, they've got a
0: reputation for that. Okay, uh, it, so was it
1: was funny because a lot of people were wearing shirts and they were like, "We bought this from here
0: last year." There you go. There you go. But we could throw some podcast shirts in there that we have it right. We just have smalls left of the Chibi shirt. We could have threw them in there. there yeah. Next next year, next we could do that. Um I went immediately it's funny it worked out this way. I went immediately right I usually start from the right work my way. I do one day, I think I did it on so Saturday. I got I, right do, to I do everything. I do everything. And you could do it in a couple hours if you t- keep a decent pace. Yeah. You can do it. You couple, cannot do it in a couple hours with someone. If no, you're alone, you're yes. If you're alone, you're like stopping here and there, you can do it in a couple hours, maybe two and a half. So I did that on Saturday um by myself for for most of it. Um during the weekend, uh, weekend I ta- uh, hung out with uh, Destiny FOMO, Pixel Dan, and Andre a lot. Uh, on the weekend, I didn't walk around with Ian this year because Ian was working. No Frank. Frank has been there now four years. About and uh, no no Frank Cifaldi. No None of the Franks were there. Yeah, <sighs> it was sad. <laughs> uh, but I, I walked right immediately, and it was like uh, it was like just like a weird thing. Limited Run was there, and then uh, my buddy Roger from I Mockery was doing the sit and nine game. A happiness to sign game, excuse me. Um, I saw
1: him briefly, but I didn't say hi. It was just crowded and I was busy and I saw him walk by and he said hi to Vonnie, but yeah.
0: They were but they were both next to each other, like just by themselves on the right. So it was just so weird that they were both there. It was like sure perfect uh combination there. Um and so I got to say hi to him like immediately. And it was funny. I, I said to the um Limited Run folks, um, Hey, you selling my book? And she was like, Oh yeah, that, th- that thing's heavy. I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> no, it's heavy. Uh, it, it's actually heavy. Uh, they weren't selling my book at the event, but they have them on the website at the store uh, for that. So, no, it was fun. I, 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 I had fun. I hope everyone stayed as safe as they could. Uh, they were requiring masks, even though they weren't enforcing it. I'd say 95% or more of people were wearing masks uh, there, so that's good. And you had to be vaccinated or show proof of negative tests before you got in. So, you know, that's what you're going to do. Uh, there. Um, do you want to talk about the MCU stuff a little bit? I think you're that was
1: better. A... I think you're better to start it off. But yes, we can talk about that. Of course. Okay. So,
0: I'm obviously I'm less and less excited about superhero stuff every year. We've been inundated with this. It's been 14 years. It peaked with uh, Infinity War and Endgame. I don't think we're ever going to reach those heights again. Nope. We just aren't. We just can't. It was it, because it was a perfect amount. It was only two to three movies a year. There were no TV shows for the most part. It was just like I mean, there were, but no one cared about Aegis of Shield. No one cared.
1: Like uh, I said, I, I've I, said before, it it's, it's, it was a fun experiment, but I just don't think we've I don't think people in general are going to want to do that sort of intense lore following. Yes. Uh, but now there's more and more of it too. Right. To, it's to, too to, much now.
0: Right. They, no one wants to go through no. another ten year story. But now it's like, well, I gotta watch four movies a year, three shows. We're talking like it goes from watching like okay ten hours of your time a year. You got to give up seventy hours of, of your time in a year, like or fifty hours. Like that's just not reasonable. No, <laughs> I, I want to watch it's other stuff. I've started getting into uh, Better Call Saul, which is like amazing, and and so I'd like to diversify my content viewing. Something yeah. not, not everything has to have a superhero and a cape in it. I'd like to watch other other right. dramas, you know absolutely so that's fine and I've, I've realized as i got older may my tastes have changed where it's like okay i have a certain a certain amount of fantastical stuff i can take before i want real reality more yes. interesting things to me yeah you know so anyway so um so the the big big news is that uh we're gonna have two avengers movies in six months in a, in a few years and a fantastic four movie uh like within a year of each other, like those three movies. That's a crush. That's like, that's just insane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh We're going to have a season two of Loki. I'll just run. I'll just run through everything that you're going to get. There's, there's a ton of stuff. Because uh, we already had in this phase four, Black Widow, No Way Home, Thor, Love and Thunder, uh, Eternals. Everyone forgot that came out. And and everyone forgot you said you forgot about Shang Chi that came out, which I like Shang Chi. Right. think it's pretty good. I mean, I'll watch it at uh, some point, but it did it just slipped past me. But Black Widow and Eternals were the first ones where I was like, you know what, I can skip these. And now it's been more and more easy to skip stuff in general. I, I I skipped Moon Knight. I thought I'd be on Moon Knight because I like the actor and I I, I think the character is pretty cool. And no, no, I'm I haven't watched it yet. I, I haven't had the time to invest in
1: it. I think that's the uh, only thing I've, I've I, I saw So Doctor Strange. And I watched Moon Knight, and I think that's all of Phase 4 I've paid attention Is to. you see Spider-Man
0: yet? I haven't seen any of those oh. Spider-Man movies. None of them. Okay. Well, this last one was good. Uh, She-Hulk's coming out. I'll watch She-Hulk. I always liked She-Hulk. It's going to be a goofier, comedic thing, and they're going to have uh, uh, Daredevil show up. The lawyer makes sense. I am excited so, for the Daredevil announcement. An 18-episode Daredevil season. We need it. Good old Kevin uh, Figue. That's his favorite thing. Obviously, he wanted it back, and so we're going to do it. You're going to get your Vincent D'Onofrio back, probably. Yep. Um, I will go on record again. Daredevil is the best MCU thing that's ever existed, in my opinion. Yeah. Of all the movies and TV shows, it's the best thing.
1: I still am uh, really, really, really partial to Winter Soldier as a movie, but I think, but, but as far as a developed. Yes, there was so much care put into that show for a character that almost no one
0: hardcore cares about. It's always a B character. It's not an A-lister. But, you know, but I mean, it's a beloved character, but it was never going to be like someone that could carry a movie franchise. Oh, I mean, they tried with Affleck, but that movie was awful. Right. Uh, There. Okay, Uh, you're going to get Secret Invasion series. That'll be interesting. Uh, The Echo series, I don't know about that. I guess we'll see. It was a side character. In uh, Hawkeye, and I think Daredevil's going to show up in that uh, as well. Um, I'm kind of weird, at, weirded out at about the side characters getting their own series, like uh, the one from WandaVision uh, uh, getting uh, their own series. I'm like, I don't know about the interest. It's, with a, some it, it's a
1: content mill. It's just a churn. Yeah. It's,
0: it's just a just churn. Like we, it's like, okay. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy of Volume 3 is obviously coming out next year. It's going to be the last one. Uh, the Marvels is going to be coming out. Uh, is that later this year or next year? Um, and then Secret Invasion is going to be a dark and gritty political conspiracy ther- thriller starring S.H.I.E.L.D. legends, Colby Smulders, and Maria Hill. And Could be fun. Sam, I, I'm i more into that. Let's yep. something different. Let's get something different. I'm kind of into that. I, I liked Hawkeye because it was something different. So um, I do need to watch Hawkeye. And then season two of Loki, I really don't have interest in that. I didn't mind the first season, but I don't know if I need to revisit that again. I just don't know. Uh, Blade's still coming out. I keep forgetting they announced Blade. They announced a new Blade like four or five years ago. Yeah, didn't they? Um, You're going to get an Ironheart series uh, who's being introduced in Wakanda Forever. Yeah. She shows up briefly. Yes. Agatha, Covet of Chaos. Okay, uh, that'll be a, the series. And then Captain America, New World Order, uh, new movie. Is Agatha with the side character from WandaVision? She was a villain. Okay. I, I never Great actress. It. She's funny. I don't know if I want to see that. Sure. I do want to see Shoe Hulk. That's the one I think I'm invested in. There's a new trailer. They cleaned up the CG. People were happy because oh, okay, the first trailer was like uh, a little iffy on the CG. So well, that's what happens. You need more time to work on this stuff. Uh, and then, yes, uh, Daredevil's going to be in that at least. So there's a lot of stuff. Uh, and then Phase 5 is going to end with Thunderbolts. Which is the villains. It's phase like, five it, or phase four? Phase five is going to end. So, like, we're already, we're basically starting. No, we're on phase four right now. We're halfway through phase four. Okay. So, but phase five is going to be in two years. So, yeah. like, I guess we're starting phase five, is like, lickety split almost soon. Yeah, thinking? I
1: don't know. The one article I uh, said said halfway through phase four, but they're already clearly talking about a lot of phase five. Yeah. Um,
0: and then uh, we're going to get to Fantastic Four uh, for phase six. And then that's going to where it's going to be nuts. You're going to get. Uh, Kang Di- Avengers, Kang Dynasty, and Secret Wars, May and November of 2025. So they're really, it's almost like, well, you had almost a year and a half of not doing anything because of the pandemic. It was tough. And now we're going to ratchet up and catch up, basically. I right. guess. I guess. I thought Fantastic Four would have been out by now. You have to wait a couple more years. I thought they would announce, like, cast by now, I, I, maybe in the fall, because they do their D23 thing. So oh, yeah. I so, forgot. They're, they They're Disney. They're part of that now. Um. Well, it's their own their own convention. Thing, yeah, right? I know. So like, so that's like, what I mean, they're so they're gonna probably announce stuff like that. in the Deadpool movie, like that's probably gonna be like more announced there. Like Deadpool three, like for sure, like stuff like that. That's what they're saying. Sure. So anyway, it's a lot of content. Let's. Uh, but the one we talking about, uh, Wakanda Forever, is coming out in the fall. Um, amazing trailer, but tra- really good trailer. Trailers can deceive. Yes, they can. I've seen good trailers before in crappy movies. Um. I am very, very, I mean, very cautiously optimistic. Like, yes, this can go really wrong. Yeah, uh, it absolutely can. (laughs) um, Because they're obviously acknowledging uh, the death of Chadwick Boseman. So they're killing off T'Challa, which I have said I disagree with that. I think they should have recast it, but they want to pay. The movie's going to be an homage to the character and the actor. I understand it, but you're going to tread really dangerous ground, I think and how people receive this. Because already there's like a more growing backlash about people wanting the character to be recast. They said Chad would would have wanted that, continue the character. Well, they're not going that direction. So uh, I'm more excited about uh, Sub-Manor, Namor getting finally a movie. He's one of the original uh, heroes from Marvel, him in the original Human Torch, very underutilized in like the history of of the comics. It's good to see it finally. They couldn't do it before because it was tied, I think, to the Fantastic Four rights for some weird reason. Ah, uh,
1: yeah. Uh, through Fox? No, I, th- I think it was tied uh, to
0: the uh, Spider-Man. No, it was tied to, tied to Universal. Oh, okay. I thought and it was Hull, tied I to think. the Spider-Man Sony uh, stuff. No, it wasn't that. It's not, it's not a Spider-Man. Character. I believe. Yes, it was. Universal. No, I know he's not. But I, th- I knew he was yeah. attached to something strange. It was a Universal thing. Like, Hull. okay, that's right. Got it. Um, that's right. It wasn't his for. Um, so they're changing it. I, I don't mind the change. Now it's going to be like a Mayan sort of underwater like like thing. It's, it's very Mayan esque, um, versus being totally Atlantean looking. There's something it mixes in, right. out. Sure. Some more look like the like the blue Atlanteans and talking to people in the biz that I know. It's like well, it, they wanted to tie it more to the real world, and they also didn't want people to say, "Oh, this is just like Aquaman."
1: Right. That's
0: fair. Submariner yeah. came before Aquaman. Yes. But Aquaman got popular through movies before. Yes, somewhere. I know. But it's a shame. Yeah. Because to me, it's one of those characters that I would have loved to see it totally the way from the comics. But I'll I'll reserve judgment until I see it. I think they can still do it justice. But like I would have loved to see it because he has such an iconic look. And whenever he's been drawn, it's always the same in the comics. Uh, it's never really changed over now 80 years. Um, so we'll see. Uh Yeah. I don't know who's going to be uh, the Black Panther in this, if it's going to be Shuri or someone else. They, there's a shot of, a, of the butt of the Black Panther at the end with the claws coming out. Please so not, obviously, Sherry. what's that? Please not Shuri. No, no. I mean, based on, just simply based on the actor that plays her. Um, so we'll see. I think I'm looking forward to it, though. I'll see it in the theaters. Yeah. I'll see it in the theaters. Speaking of
1: comics, uh, every time I try to give this guy a chance, um, hi, this is from uh, the Young A V Navy Club. Uh, how fake accounts in a pow- powder keg fandom helped Zack Snyder restore his dress, just his Justice League by Matt Shimkowitz. Uh, this is an interesting article. Uh, check it out, uh, detailing basically how unorganic. And I think we've talked about we this. Yeah, no. how unorganic the uh, Snyder cut. Um, machine was inorganic, yes. uh, in, in in terms of you know getting the studios to let him do his four-hour fucking overblown
0: vision, um, and it sounds like he, w- which wasn't a director's cut by the way, right. it wasn't. They shot a hell of a lot of new stuff, and it was it was a totally different thing. Right. Um, and he weld, uh, you know, the,
1: the, the, the power of this fan base over, you know, uh, executives and people to get his shit done. Um, so, release the Snyder Cut hashtag campaign. Um, a good chunk of the Snyder Cut champions were bots or fake accounts. Of course. Some of which, according to Rolling Stone, Snyder helped whip into a frenzy between the first release of Justice League until well after Snyder's version bowed on HBO Max. Two reports commissioned by Warner Media showed that at least 13% of the accounts that took part in the conversation about the Snyder Cut were deemed fake. The norm on Twitter is roughly 3-5%, to 5%, so as the outlet reports real stands were amplified by a disproportionate number of bogus accounts. And it goes on to talk about how I believe it was Instagram, Twitter and Facebook each had a person in charge of managing the uh the, the, the bots, bots and 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 directing, and, and directing them to, you know, uh, whip up essentially the fan frenzy. Um so 13% doesn't sound like a ton but it's clearly over what Twitter usually deals with and those 13% it's not just a, a number those 13% were used to basically they they uh, more bang for your buck in that 13% sure. in terms of whipping up the front right. because
0: there was more maybe engagement. they were more, more engaged more right the report this is from the again the AB club reporting that Rolling Stone did this uh, stuff good old Rolling Stone the is even more damning for Snyder, when, whom Rolling Stone all but accuses of actively manipulating the media and weaponizing his fan base against studio execs and journalists. As one source told the outlet, "Zach was like a Lex Luthor wreaking havoc. Yeah. After 2019, when popularity surrounding the Snyder Cut movement led to your standard series of death threats and memes depicting the the. De- 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 Capitated heads of Warner Brothers executives being sent to the families of said execs. Snyder continued to leverage his fan base. He knew what was going on. Yeah, he knew. He knew. Um, in one instance, he allegedly warned a reporter who published a story about a flash casting announcement. He he took issue with that. His fans were pretty, 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 pretty rough. pretty rough. A bully. Yeah, a bully. Uh, I remember. I remember uh, Snyder. His big thing was his he had an Instagram post where it was, like, showing the canisters of, like, his cut. This was, like, four or five years whenever It was like, oh, like, it, saying that it exists. I remember that was being a thing where it was like, oh, he says he has it ready to go here. Right. Where it was just like, no. No. He had to get tens of millions of dollars. It was like 70 million that they, they spent in order to to film more shoot stuff, shoot cut it more together. Stuff. And then, you know, do more new CG for, like, the big battles with Seed and everything and do all this shit. Um Dark, it's Dark Side, right? Dark Side. Just spell like Dark Side. Dark yeah. Side. Uh, So, like, it's kind of weird, but I wonder how now, like, the industry's not looking at him because they, they realized that what happened. Will he ever be a big director again? Will he get a lot of projects? I know he did that zombie movie, but, like, I really wonder if this is, like, what kind of like. If this w- is going to be a bad moment for him. Where it's like, well, you got what you wanted, but at what cost? At what cost? At what cost? Your at, reputation. You know, like, is he going to do I'm going to look up, like, what is he doing now? He's doing Army of the Dead, Las Vegas. That's that's what he has. Uh, he's going to be a uh, director for a TV thing. Uh, films. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League 2021. Army of the Dead, Army of the... So I guess he's doing the, the whole Army thing. I don't know what it's about. Oh, Army of the Dead is a heist film. Army of the Dead was a zombie one. So there you go. Um, you know what has a sterling reputation? What does, Ian? Uh, your website.
1: I, I botched that, <laughs> UltimateNintendo.com. Did you forget the name of the? Of the it store? took me a second. Yeah, I'm having a morning. And what can you get at UltimateNintendo.com, You can get books, pins, RBI baseball stickers,
0: sure uh, oh, d- other stuff. You can get uh, Shirts, t-shirts, 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 t- and, t-shirts, and t-shirts. on your sizes that are left that aren't in the the bin at where Ian was selling at Comic Con. <laughs> um, I'll be on Twitch Wednesday, Twitch.tv/slash code, and I recorded at Emergency cameo at Comic Con. It was one of those like 24 hours cameo.com slash Pat Um, if you if, if you want it within 24 hours, it's a premium. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh my god, I have two hours left to do it. And I recorded it at Comic Con, and the person liked it for the birthday. Oh, good. Uh, the guy said his wife was tearing up about it. Huh. I was like, oh, there you go, that makes it all worth it. The cameo that's why I was so surprised the cameras don't come in off anymore. When I got, I'm like, oh damn, it's a 24 hour one, I gotta get it done. Um, and people next to me, I was like sitting down, like, at one of those pillars. Like by the stairs, and the person next to me is like, "What the hell are you doing?" He's like, "Hey, what's going on? (laughs) Recording myself." Uh, Talk about this this, uh, rug pull article.
1: So, this isn't—I mean, this this touches on NFTs, which we cover. um, But so there's an article basically on—we've talked a lot about Republic in terms of the Intellivision Amico, but Republic is also used for a number of other things, and apparently, it's been fairly popular. in terms of uh, being used to raise Basically raising money to back Cryptocurrency to back like a new cryptocurrency What, what can go wrong What could possibly go wrong um, So this article is about uh, Parastate Um Parastate was the did they did an initial coin offering on Republic, raised a massive eight point two million. Now with that much money on the line, if things go poorly, people will be upset. However, this has been a pretty brutal one for anyone that invested. After raising the eight million, they listed their token on Uniswap so people can trade. It immediately plummeted. After one day, anyone that invested likely lost as much as ninety percent. This is from Caleb Naismith. It's uh, Democratizing Finances, the website. Um, I mean, that's just insane. But at this point, I, I have to wonder what what do people think? So uh, why are they doing this? So it talks a little bit about how, like, um, basically, if they raise eight point two million, it wouldn't necessarily be uh, unheard of. I, I don't know if this is how they did it. Uh, they listed their token. Uh, uh, sometimes people will put it up. For two times what they do the pre-sales for I see So if you buy a hundred, five hundred dollars worth of this coin When it's listed you've got a thousand dollars Why wouldn't people use this as a I mean a get rich quick scheme you know you put your 500 in you uh, get your one thousand dollars worth of value and you immediately cash out and that's what happens no one holds when that starts to happen yeah,
0: when the whales sell
1: they sell people get nervous and they start to uh, then the people underneath them sell because they want to recoup at least some of their and then, money and then you leave people with nothing and yeah. it's just
0: you get some bounces back out where people think oh I'm gonna buy them cheap and then but then it, it just crashes there's the, the the dead cat bounce at the end but um people say that republic has been kind of shady
1: about it when people were complaining oh not kind of really shady when people started well, to complain they uh turned off comments where uh, on whatever it was that they could leave comments on they they, oh, they what, shut, what, yeah. like, we've,
0: like we've seen on the amico the comments
1: right <laughs> and they mentioned. So
0: the article does
1: early on talk a bit about how Republic has a lot of uh blemishes right now. And it does bring up the Intellivision. One of the biggest debacles prior to Paris State was Intellivision. Intellivision raised 11.5 million from Republic investors and several more millions in pre-orders that's not true that's not true uh only for no. the company to constantly delay production lose millions in a botched manufacturing deal 1.5 million we don't, we don't talk about that enough by the way yeah and is currently sitting on the brink of bankruptcy so interesting to see well, that uh television's failure is big enough that uh people are mentioning it in articles about you know
0: uh failed cryptocurrency oh yeah i mean uh, as an aside i mean the is going to go down as one of the, the weirdest failed ventures we've ever seen yeah, and I, I keep well,
1: saying, like, like, I, you know, and I, I just, I'm tired of talking about, but five years' time, we haven't even begun to hear about the shit no. that was going on there. No. There, it's going to be we'll solidified a, as a big we'll fucking get, problem. We'll get a
0: book. Or a big deal. We'll get a book. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get, well, first of all, we're we'll going to get interviews from people that were there. Yes. We're going to get a documentary probably eventually how disastrous it was. Mm Because if you think if we think it saw a disaster from the outside, imagine what was like working there. Right. Imagine working alongside Tommy Tallarico every day. The disaster that we've painted is just from little snips and bits that have come out. That's from uh, us extrapolating using common sense. Imagine how bad the stories are behind the scenes. The stories from the devs, things they were told. The stories from people potentially doing business deals with uh, with Tommy, like how like how bad those stories are. I right. Think it's going to be, we're going to, we painted it into well of a light, probably. <laughs> I mean, we all kind of did over the whole time. But anyway, um, I just think it's weird how they could say on Republic, they can look at this as an investment. Like, what does the SEC filing show for a, for, for a fucking crypto currency? Right, like, like, here's the risks. It's crypto. Yeah, it's it does nothing. Here's let's, that's the risk. It does nothing, and you'll probably lose your money. Like, is that in the risk section? section? Let's, let's talk about what's not risky. It'll be a lot easier. Nothing. Like, <laughs> like, 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 yes. Like the, the the risks. Well, most crypto goes to shit. Right. Right, so you're gonna probably lose your money. Can you imagine that, like. I'm not saying they're good for doing that, but you know you're doing this coin. You know you're going to walk away with millions of dollars of people behind this. It's like, well, we're doing this. It's legal. Right. It's legal. These are just fucking marks. They're marks. You're marks on the blockchain. Blockchain marks. It's NFT crypto. Yeah. It's same thing. It's bad. Uh, I mean, I feel, I feel bad for some of these people. Like, There's more and more like Coinbase and other marketplaces where you can't get at your money. It's gone. They're filing bankruptcy. Your money is literally gone. You yeah. cannot access it. And people are like saying, well, I have a kid now. I can't make rent. I put everything into this. I feel bad for these people. But everyone was warning you for years that this is bad. Well, I mean, really bad. At, at some uh, point, I, I, uh, I mean to sound mean, but I don't feel bad. But- I, I honestly feel bad for these people because they were taken for a ride. But like everyone, the vast majority of people are saying, this is a scam. You're getting scammed. This is all going to come to a bad end, and now we're seeing it. Now we're seeing it, Ian. Yes. Um, Real quick, thanks for coming into the premiere of the uh, part one of the trilogy of uh, Tommy uh, voicemail calls compiled. Uh, We're going to probably do them every Sunday or so, Saturday or Sunday. People
1: seem to be real
0: happy. Yep. I'm I'm glad Joey's getting the recognition he deserves. Uh, Good old Joey Freeze. The talent behind that, everyone knew it was a no, no one did. Everyone out there thought it was like other people yep. and it, they, everyone was wrong. Everyone was wrong. Everyone was wrong. Um, a lot of people are now like, well, these are fun. We want the reactions of us cut up. The more we listen. I'm like, great. Give me more work. I guess I, could I <laughs> saw that. Boy. It makes sense. Uh, I mean, but yeah, that is more work for you. Uh, ready, give me more work. I got enough going on as is. Um, so, so uh, yeah, that's good. I, I, I want to mention that I was really happy to hang out with people. Um, I don't have really close friends locally uh, in San Diego. A lot of people across the U.S., other people. So it's good to see uh, Andre, see good old Pixel Den, and his, and his uh, lovely wife, uh, Christina. Uh I hung out with uh, Destiny FOMO, uh, Roger from My Mockery. Uh, and Chris Kohler, uh, we'll talk about a little bit later because he was there representing uh, the Cal Bunga collection, and they all came to Castle Country on Saturday night. I ordered pizzas; you'll be proud. It. it was the closest thing I ever had to a housewarming, and we sat outside with the fire pit, with the couches that had never been used before, and we ordered pizza and we we, we all hang out. It was it was fun. I am I am happy that you got to,
1: and I wish I could have been there, but I I had. Prior plans made a couple weeks in advance, and both
0: time, both par- uh, both parties uh, were catching up with people I hadn't seen in a long time. I I didn't plan it. It was sort of like it was sort of like Friday morning. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Why doesn't everyone just come, come here sure. to hang out? Because it's not too far. It's quiet. We, it's like you get away from the craziness, and we just order food and hang out. So it might become a new tradition. It might become like a new tradition. Um, and it's funny because because Andre came I'd come over when he first arrived on Tuesday night after the podcast last week. He came into town. I was exhausted, but he came over. We ordered food and we watched Knight Rider uh, together. I was explaining to him the Knight Rider lore, the same way I explained to you at <laughs> one time. He was getting into it. He he loved how like the transitions for the commercials was like you see the car going and the the, the screen has a still and like it goes small and zooms out. Uh, yeah, that whole effect. But no, it was it was great to see everyone, and I'm really super proud of uh, Dan. Um, blowing up, and he was at Hall H at the 40th anniversary of Masters of the Universe panel. Literally, he was the first one who spoke. Kevin Smith, who moderated, went yep. to Dan and started with, like the, basically, he had, a, I think, one or two people from the new show. He had Dolph, Dolph Lunger was there who, who played it in the movie that I've never seen still because that movie is really? not that good now. Oh, it's fun. I mean, it's yeah. not good. I mean, I it's, heard how it's bad fun. The, the finale is where they ran out of money. and They're like fighting like in a room with smoke. I heard about that. Spoiler is where it's just like we, they, they said we ran out of money. We, we couldn't shoot anything else. Uh, anyway, I, I, uh, I liked it as a kid. Uh, I was out by then. I was more to G.I. Joe. But anyway, so he was there. Um, and then Dan was there. Dan was tearing up on stage in front of like several thousand people in Hall H. And Kevin Smith was like, "Lean into it, man. Lean into it." Just talking about how nostalgia was for how his mom used to buy his toys, to right. Toys and stuff like. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell, I'll, I'll tell this, uh, the story that Dan told me when he was backstage afterwards. Kevin Smith was like, "Your mom, she's not dead, is she?" Dan's like, "Oh no, 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 she's not. She's okay." Because Kevin Smith thought <laughs> how he was crying, that was like, you know, he, he, she was. And then. Um, uh, William Shatner, Bill Shatner walked out on stage to the shock of everyone. No one knew, even the panelists didn't know. Uh, Bill Shatner, good old Will Shatner, ninety-one by the way, still, 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 still ticking. He's in a voice, uh, a new character in the next season of Revelations. And then he came up to Dan backstage afterwards and said, "Dan, you did a great job." And spoke to Dan. Dan was like, "Holy shit, I'm talking to Will Will Shatner. Like, I'm talking to Captain Kirk. And so I'm really super proud of Dan. He's worked on a- yes." One of the hardest workers I I know that has done this for 14 years. He was putting out, going back and editing multiple videos a night, putting them out. This is stuff I used to do at Comic-Con. I know how tough it is after you go and doing the book. And so he grinded until he made it. There you go. There you go. Love Dan and Christina. Uh, Vince, who I don't love, Vince McMahon, forced out. We saw this coming. Hate him. Um, yeah, I don't
1: Disgusting. have a whole, I, I don't have a ton to say other than I am cautiously optimistic for the future of the company. Um, Triple H, Paul Levesque, Paul Levesque is back in. He's back in doing creative, doing creative, the head of creators. That was Vince. Um, his nft era and run was great i mean it was i love his baby i loved watching oh i said nft didn't i i think uh, nxt his nxt run was uh great I uh, for two years, I mean, Vonnie and I every week. You should w- tell me how much you loved it. Would watch NXT, great matches, uh, just enough storyline, but down not to earth, down to earth but stories. Down to earth stories. Like, say like
0: like eighties like NWA style, where there's some story, but it's more toned yeah, down. Yeah,
1: uh, just just great, great stuff. And it honestly gave me a, a level of respect for him that I I didn't have prior yes. because it was clearly something he loved, and it was like you said, it was his baby. He cherished it. And what was surprising was that he really did pump up and promote these wrestlers doing new shit, and it wasn't all just flippy acrobatic stuff. They were different styles and it, just Regal, good matches. Regal
0: was was, a, was, was the general was, manager, and which was
1: amazing. Um, loves and Regals. it was just it was interesting because it's not exactly what I would have expected. You know, Triple H to promote. I figured he would have tried to go for more of that big man '80s and '90s style wrestling because he himself. Always carryable. Did not have a particularly
0: deep move set. Yeah, he was a B to B plus wrestler at best at his best matches. Right, like a, a solid B. Yeah, people go and ask him. Oh, he's put on great matches. <sighs> has has he ever put on a match, a great match with someone who doesn't wrestle as well as him? I'll just say. Right. Way. No, that's the point. No, has he ever raised someone's? Oh, yeah. I don't
1: think he's ever elevated anyone. I think yeah. he's been elevated many times. Yes. Um, but that said, I thought he was fantastic in the creative role. I hope very, very quickly here they just burn NXT down and uh, try again.
0: Well, they, uh, took, they took his him and Shawn Michaels power away and then ruined it, supposedly. The I haven't watched it, but I
1: heard it was just main stage stuff, but shittier um and, like totally and, just and, changed the the style and, of NXT and we know they ruined all the NXT wrestlers they brought As up they brought up cuz Vince even the big Paul, ones Paul would bring him bring him up and i mean they bring, bring up champions and was, within 6 7 months they'd be forgotten he was gifting the main the main the roster, roster with with just i mean we always talk about how uh, there are no new superstars that in 20 years we're going to look at like the undertaker or something like that, because they just keep falling back on what they have. Yes. They're afraid that was, I think triple H's real attempt at trying to put some stock in the future of the company. Mm -hmm. And Vince shot
0: it down every time. So who was, who was the, who was the one that went to then uh, I think TNA and, or blew up and he came to the main roster. He he was, and did not, he went to, he was a champion. This was like two, three years ago for the pandemic. He was used as a fucking jobber. He was like a champion in, um, in NXT. who the fuck was that? He was a guy with the tan guy that was like the um, t- like, it's like six, three, six, four good looking chisel. you know what I'm talking about like, I, but like he came to the roster and they did n- I mean nothing with him. They wouldn't even let him like speak on the mic. It actually came like a joke where like he before he would <laughs> speak someone would cut him off. It should have I been.
1: NXT should have truly
0: been developmental. It
1: should have been what was developing the next generation of stars. And there was just such a disconnect from NXT to WWE. There was not a smooth transition for any of them. I don't think any of the big ones from that era ever went on. Tyler Breeze
0: was huge in NXT. Well, at least he was using WWE for years. And uh, as as, you know, he was used, but I mean, it wasn't as big, but he was used. Uh, uh, Whoever
1: fucking... um, God, I don't even know the names anymore. There's too many. The the uh, Bray Wyatt's brother was in NXT and he was fantastic.
0: Oh, that's right. He was doing. He would run around the ring. Uh, they used him a little bit. Yeah, then he kind of fizzled out. Becky is the only one I can think of that got her start. Saying, the in, women, were the ones that really transitioned over, like yeah. Sasha, Sasha and, and Becky, uh, and, uh, and, and and Charlotte. And- but. The
1: reason why is because they didn't have a bunch of old-timers to fall back on. Like they, yes, If they
0: were going to... They didn't have a, a good women's roster.
1: Right, so they needed yeah. the roster, whereas Vince was more than happy to just fall back on the roster he had always known instead of giving some of the new guys a chance.
0: Sure. Um, so now more has been coming out the past 48 hours. WWE finds $14.6 million in unrecorded expenses made by Vince McMahon this is in the past whoa t- 48 hours 36 hours whoa, so like, what is happening with wwe stock right now well it went up after he resigned it w- it did go oh, up. okay but like this shareholders means, have got to be fucking this pissed. means they have to go back probably and redo their f- official filings with the sec like you can't just, oh yeah this is 14 and dollars that were off the books Going public was the worst thing that ever happened to this man in terms of stuff because you can't hide this shit forever, you can't. Sure. When it's a, when you have a public a company like this, you can't get away with this carny shit. There's going to be a lot more, and his response to it
1: is like clearly. Uh, I'm for me, I feel like it's I'm leaving in disgrace. They're letting me say this very simple thing um at seventy seven time for me to retire thank you w w e yep. universe then now forever together w w e hashtag thankful hashtag like mm-hmm, sure the, the okay. fact that there is no big speech from him means we need you to shut the fuck up and yeah. get the
0: oh, hell out. Oh, yeah, his lawyers and whoever. The fact that he they, he, he went on TV uh, a month and a half ago or whatever it was and said, like, oh, I'm here, and like, it was like, are you fucking kidding me? Well, remember initially yeah. when we talked about, we
1: expected a lot more bluster. He was talking about how he was going to go out there and talk, and I think someone was like, no, second. you're done.
0: But the fact that he even went out and said, yeah. I am mean, here forever, and he walked out. And he, I think he's been on TV a little bit, but like that's it. No, nope, no, goodbye. Just get the fuck out. And then start, oh, yeah, the first, the first response is translation. I really can't come back from all of this. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. you can't. He's fucking done. If we're talking to government saying like, well, that's interesting. Well, Vince, tell us about this 14.6 million. How many women do you think that is? 10, five, eight. And what else are they going to dig up? Are you kidding me? Your stock, if you're a stockholder, uh, you know, stockholders gonna be like, uh, yeah, where's this, was there more money going away? What a what a disaster! He just wanted to be accepted by the mainstream. He wanted to be taken serious as a businessman. He f- he failed with his bodybuilding thing. He failed with the XFL oh, twice. Yeah, and now The Rock bought it for peanuts, and now it's coming back next year. And I guarantee, with The Rock behind it and his team, it'll be a much bigger success because because it's someone who's probably smarter about it. Plus, it's going to be uh, working with the NFL directly now for like development. Oh, is stuff it? for new technology and rule set? Oh, so like, so it's very. Sp- yeah, I think that Rock and his uh, investment team only bought it for like $15 million. It's coming back next year, version 3. So yeah, Vince just wanted to be... He wanted to be... He wanted to be a, like, a big boy. You wanted to be taken seriously. I'm a serious businessman. No, you're a fucking carny. You're a fucking carny that disrespected everyone. Yep. And the people that ever worship him, I can't... I think it's disgusting. They do the bow down thing to him. Ugh, Chris. Gross. Why, because you, you like his little male
1: soap opera that much? No, I think it's because some people fucking admire him. They I mean, admire really gross Strong man. Brr, yeah.
0: He's a strong man. He gets things done. He says what it, we're all thinking. He doesn't care. He ogles his daughter on camera. Ugh. Stephanie's going to be co-CEO, by the way. So there you have it there. Uh, no Minecraft NFTs is pretty big. Yes. Long intro, but I don't care. Uh, Minecraft
1: um, and basically announced that uh, there can be no NFT usage within their program. And that basically sunk a project called NFT Worlds that was using Minecraft as the um, basis for their was the NFT game. Basically, it was like NFT skins and characters and things like that. And you know, Mike, uh, not yeah, Microsoft because they own uh, Minecraft now. Uh, was like, nope, no, 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 you can't do that. And I mean, just completely destroyed. Uh, I think it was uh, close to ten million in in valuation. Maybe I got to look at. So that. So people
0: were going to assume that this was going to be all hunky dory to do st- an integration like API. Yeah, basically thing that's with- what they
1: were doing. They were doing integration oh. with Minecraft, and Minecraft was like, no, 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 no the fuck you aren't.
0: Uh, I love their release on the website because it was like um, in bold. Integrations of NFTs with Minecraft are generally not something we will support or allow. They're not going to, right, at all. Then they go into what is an NFT? How does this affect me? They make it. They like break it down, I guess, for people that don't know about it. Um, some companies have recently launched NFT implementations that are associated with Minecraft World file world files and skin packs other examples of how nfts and blockchain could be utilized with minecraft include creating minecraft collectible nfts allowing players to earn nfts through activities performed on a server or earning minecraft nft rewards for activities outside the game uh, each of these nfts blah, blah blah blockchain digital ownership we are also concerned that some 3rd party nfts may not be reliable and may end up costing players who buy them you think so never be the last person holding an nft that's the saying You don't want to be the last person. Get in early. Uh, As such, to ensure that Minecraft players have a safe and inclusive experience. In bold. In bold. It's funny how they got you to read it this far. They could have said up front. Blockchain technologies are not permitted to be integrated inside our Minecraft client and server applications, nor may they be utilized to create NFTs associated with any in-game content, including worlds, skins, persona items, or other mods. There you go. Get fucked. Yep. So I don't know. How, so
1: I don't know that this. I I have no idea what kind of money is in this NFT Worlds. I, th- I thought I read something. I can't tell. But basically, a bunch of people who have been buying into this shit are now uh, left without a platform. And NFT Worlds came out and said, "We'll we'll make our own game. Uh-huh. I'm
0: sure that'll be great. I mean, the problem Cause, is because
1: if you could make your own game, then why didn't you do that from the start?
0: Well, because you want to make this as cheap as possible. But well, you also wanted to, to uh, prey upon a huge fan base. Yeah, which by the way, happened to be a lot of younger people as well. Which also makes this even more disgusting. A lot, a lot of kids and younger uh, adults play play uh, Minecraft.
1: Uh, just a couple of quick NFT uh, updates because I went to Web3 uh, more, is going uh, more, more, great. Another update. Another update. Uh, this is a big one. I can't believe this hasn't been talked about more. That fucking scumbag Musk. Tesla announces they sold 75% of their Bitcoin. Oh, They, well, they took a loss on just about all of it. So these fucking uh, assholes who are out there being like, this is the future, aren't even holding on to their fucking I thought Bitcoin. I thought it was came out that they, they sold, but announced coming out just how much they sold. Well, I, this is from July 20th. So maybe I just missed it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. 75%. Yeah. They took a loss. Yeah, of course. And then uh, GameStop's NFT marketplace is still going great. Apparently, there is a NFT mimicking the nine eleven victim who jumped out of a
0: window. Oh, I almost forgot. I forgot. What, uh, yes. Um, and the worst part about it is that like these, are, you have to be pre-approved to put your shit on that. I mean, I'm sure. It's oh, like do a, you? Yeah. I'm, I would have I, I'm to, sure yeah. it's just rubber stamped. Did they take that shit down yet? Because I remember that was on it 24 hours later. Uh, GameStop's brand new NFT platform uh,
1: blah, 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 blah. One of their artists Jules created an NFT Clearly modeled after the Falling Man A well-known photograph of a man Falling from the upper floors of the yep. World Trade Center During the September 11th attacks in New York City uh, The NFT is titled Falling Man um, It's a person wearing an astronaut suit But same it's, that pose, it's clearly same, same the background same um, And it doesn't say This was from the 23rd It doesn't say if they got rid of it um,
0: Yeah Yeah I mean, gross. Yep. Bottom feeders. Yeah, it's it, it really goes to show you it's not just just they have no sort of moral compass for what they're doing in general because of NFTs. But then it goes to show you, well, that, well, we'll just go the extra step and do something. What, what's like, one of the worst possible things we can quote unquote make our art from? And we'll do that. We'll do we'll, we'll do someone that had, that chose to jump to their death versus being burnt alive. That's what we'll do as our art. Whew. Well, that was fun. Fuck you. NFTs. That
1: was a marathon, uh, start to the podcast. Yes, it was. Ian. Yes. We were both with the comic con this past weekend. We did. Did we not? And, uh, one of my favorite things about Comic-Con is getting to meet up with friends, catch up with them, and see how they're doing. And uh, one person that we both caught up with over the weekend at separate times was uh, Chris Kohler, uh, who now works for Digital Eclipse, uh, previously of Wired, Kotaku, uh, lots of big publications. You know, a, 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 a long... historian in- and journalist. Long, successful career in game journalism. I on a not-so-common podcast. Um, All-around great guy. It was really good to talk to him. Of course, despite talking about, you know, personal lives and stuff, he was proud to show off the TMNT Kawabunga collection. And let me tell you, I'm not saying this. I'm, I don't want this to be an advertisement, well, but he deserves to be as proud of this collection as possible. Uh, we got the run through of we, it. We got the, we got the private skinny at the time that the stuff wasn't public when we saw it. And it looks, uh, uh, it, it, it truly looks like it's going to be a, one of the best collections uh, I, I, I've seen in terms of, of of these recent game collections, like you know the Street Fighter SNK, um, you know all of the, those the Capcom ones. So, um, so this is what well, you saw it on Friday, correct? Yeah, I hung out with them Friday. We literally went behind the curtain. Or no, it was early Saturday, and then you went up there late
0: Saturday. It took us behind the curtain to watch it on on, on to play it on Switch, along with a Konami representative. Uh, with I brought. Pixel Dan and Andre uh, Blackner comedy. Uh, Chris didn't know that that uh, I was bringing them because uh, they're huge Ninja Turtle fans. I, I like Ninja Turtles. they're huge Ninja Turtle fan, fans. Dan's next book is going to be a Ninja Turtle uh, guidebook. Uh, Andre he, Ninja Turtles—it's one of his bread and butter. Uh, that and like Power Rangers, um, and they—they they were great. They probably uh, treated you in the same way. They're, they ran, ran, ran through everything, explained everything in detail. Um, the, the the reason why we we're, we were going to focus on this so closely is because we talk about cash ins all the time with like collections. Or that
1: th- title one that we talked about recently, you know, which well, was.
0: Yeah, we'll, throw, we'll give you 10 games. You never heard of most of them. And we'll charge you like whatever, $3 a game, whatever, or $2 a game. And it's like, well, this is garbage. Like, what's, why are we buying this? What you're not telling us about this stuff? Like, this is a cash in. Like, why are you, what are you doing to get not just us interested in this, but something that's going to last? for the next generation where you can go back and say, Hey, this is like a moment in time. We're showing you with this collection. Like, and, these games mean something. This is, this is why these games are important. Um, yeah. And, and, and digital clips has done a lot of good prior collections. Their SNK
1: collection was fantastic. So is their street fighter 30th anniversary. Uh, I believe uh, uh, Frank Cifaldi and my friend, Brandon worked on both of those. The amount of history documents and depth you get out of the museum section to me
0: just as important almost as the makes the games feel no. secondary sometimes and they're doing and by the way they're doing the Atari when we spoke about a week or two yes. ago
1: so let's talk oh. about some of these uh, things that they, they showed us though uh, first thing I want to talk about is the menu screen is fantastic the menu screen is basically just a huge oh. comic page sure and uh, when you're selecting the games, it floats around. Yeah, it's cute. Um, you can, uh, I think much like the, some of their previous collections, you can switch between the Japanese and the Western s- titles.
0: You'll switch out the menu, what versions you're playing, with a different, different art and everything.
1: Yep. So one of the things that they've done, though, that I think is excellent that I want to talk about is, in-game, you can press the right bumper, and uh, it will pull up uh, a mini, like, one-sheet strategy guide. And these are awesome. These look like they're pulled right from the pages of Nintendo Power. They've got, Same style. They've got some original art. They had some original artists draw new new art just for those pages. Mm-hmm. And each one gives you like just some tips and tricks for each game. What's really cool is you can click on you can click on some of the the tips and tricks as you as you scroll through, and it will actually show you an animated video um, yes. showing you how to pull it off yeah, and Chris, what to do.
0: Chris showed up one of the famous ones from the NES. Turtles, you know, the the Donatello bow trick with Rocksteady. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, so like stuff like that, you, 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 it's like you're reading Nintendo Power, but then you can click on it. Oh, video example comes up. Pretty, pretty cool stuff. Um, for some of these, they some of them have more than others. Uh,
1: one of the most incredible ones to me is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 for the Game Boy. Um, fantastic game. Unfortunately, it's pretty expensive now. Everyone's going to get a chance to play it. It's a Ninja Turtles... And I'm surprised it's not more popular or more talked about because it's a Ninja Turtles Metroidvania. I mean, which is an awesome idea. Uh, you can... You know, it's it's mazes and, and maps and you go around and there's different bosses throughout. Um, you know, like Dirtbag, I believe, is one of them. Uh, and you can get different turtles. Mm-hmm. And they have a full map as part of the strategy guide. That's pretty cool. And... I don't know if he showed you this. One of the neat things was it's something that people would never know, but just like little things that developers would put in. There's a vertical section of rooms on the right side of the map, and the way the layout of the rooms is done, it actually spells T-M-N-T. Which which game was this again? This is uh, Radical Rescue, the third Game Boy Teenage Mutant. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, no one knew until they were putting the map together because...
0: Who would know that? Literally, yeah. who would, would fucking know that? Know that? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's just like this little Easter
0: egg. That's uh, that that's that's fucking awesome. Uh, real, real quick, we, we we lost over the games. These are thir- the thirteen eighties and nineties yeah. main. We'll say main Ninja Turtles games that you get, and you get uh, the arcade Super Nintendo and Genesis versions uh, of, of some of them. Um, you get multiplayer on a few games. You get, multi- you get multiplayer on all of, well, all the ones that have it. You don't get online
1: multiplayer uh, for me, all games. Me. Yes,
0: you get online multiplayer for the arcade Turtles in Time, uh, original arcade, and then you get it for the Super Nintendo Tournament Fighters. Yep, they chose that one to be. And it's funny because they said like, hey, well, I made a joke. You get into EVOS. Yeah, you get in the fighting game community. If you have good net code, maybe people can get into it and play it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that is the one that I I
1: love the Sega one. It's not great, but it's got really, really good art. But uh,
0: they are two entirely different games. Sure. Um, and, and you don't obviously need the Super Nintendo one online if you have the arcade one. You don't need both. Oh, That's you mean for the uh, fraternal for for, time. time, right? For fraternal time. That's what I mean. Uh, I just I just want to play the original. Like, um, So you get a good selection. You get the artwork on the side. Yes, you can do 4-3 f- or I don't know who in the world would want to do a widescreen version of games that weren't designed to be widescreen, but you can do that a pox on you if you like that. I believe there's some also filters uh, on this for the screen you can do on top of that. Uh, what else is there? Yeah, the, well, the
1: filter, so, well, some filters. Okay, so soundtracks, press releases, boxes, and manual scans are going to be in there.
0: They, they literally bought New uh, for some of them bought new boxes and they flattened them out to do good scans of. You can see all the all the sides of them at once by doing that. And, and full manual scans is nice. Um, something that was pointed out and I talked to Chris about uh, that
1: morning. Uh, that was something that was announced online was they are doing uh, an interesting like floating translation sheet for all of the documents.
0: Yeah. So there's a lot of design docs. From the, like, like, for example, the one that Chris showed me, maybe showed you the same one or a different one. Uh, You know, like the giant, the giant mouser in the, in the first. I did not see that, but I love, I love the mouser. Mouser is my favorite, like, enemy. So there's like the original sketchings. Nice. That the designers did over, like, in Japan. And it's like, okay, what is, what is what? What's going to be here? That's stuff like that in the game is really cool to see, to see, to do that. Like I
1: said, that's kind of like, this The Turtles games are great, and I'm very excited to play them. I love the Ninja Turtles, but to me, this sort of stuff, that sort of stuff is what makes these collections for me.
0: Yeah, and then what's interesting is that I like this database stuff is that there's metadata... Tagged to all the assets in this game, and there's also stuff yes like, you can search there's also stuff like um, screenshots from cartoon episodes that they included as well mm-hmm. for like it's like oh well, you know we'll, we'll put in some cartoon stuff to reference for characters, so you can like be in in this and you can do like hey, I want to search for Baxter stockman character, I want to see him in sh- see where he shows up in the Game Boy games and say you know whatever assets he for the pictures here boom it all come up. You get, you can search by like characters. You can search by type of media. You can search by, you know what I mean? Like by game, you can do these weird searches that would enable you to, to find, I I said this to him. We talked about it. Like, this was necessary because there's gonna be so much content you won't be able to just r- r- like randomly scroll through and find it. By having these search functions, you'd be able to, to access this stuff more easily. They'd be, oh, I want to search out, you know, all the assets associated with, say, uh, this Game Boy game and this character. You know, you'll be able to do that. Like this is interesting, but he had to spend time to tag every asset in the game with like, what is this? Well, this has this character in it. It's for this system, and it's this game. Like that's a lot of work a to do of that work. There's also uh complete soundtracks uh, which and they're all in like audio cassettes when you access them from the menu that's pretty cute just a little thing like that press releases for games original press releases that like you know probably from the you know the Konami vaults some of this stuff that, that you haven't seen this stuff in forever that they that they scanned they know how to dig deep over uh, at um digital eclipse um and here's the one that I think is really nice that you't don't, I don't think I've seen this before. In other uh, games, other games will have like you know fast forward and rewind, what have you. That's like you know emulator features. This is they, they put in a tool assisted, non hit walkthroughs for the games, not not like super perfect speed, just like you know like a, like a, a skill player going through. Yep. So you can be like, okay, I want to play uh, I want to play the intro's arcade game. I want to get to the third level. You can you can watch it in real time go through. Then okay, I want to pick it up right here and start playing it. I don't think it's the first time it's been done,
1: but I think the prior time I did see it done was on a previous digital clip. I think think maybe the Mega Man or they've done something like that before. It's really, really fucking cool, though, because you can just walk, watch a playthrough and then, yeah, learn from it and then stop and try
0: yourself on. Now, you
1: can't go back and forth because
0: obviously if it's tool assisted, it'll screw it up. But like the fact that you can do that, I think is cool. Let me look up the Mega Man one.
1: I don't know if that. that's right, but I, I'm fairly certain they've done something like that where you can jump in at any time before. Maybe
0: Mega Man. Um, so, so what's important, I think, is that we're we're seeing a new standard established. Yes. For how these should be, uh, with like like the Atari one having all the interviews, and they're probably going to have design docs and stuff, and and, and new games. These three by uh, them:
1: SNK 40th anniversary, uh, yes. Street Fighter 30th anniversary, and. Um, uh, Teenage no. Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection, and I have all the faith that the Atari Collection is going to follow suit.
0: Yes, I don't see why. Unfortunately, I mean, obviously the SNK one isn't as popular, so it didn't get the buzz that these other ones have. No, but it's suit. that it was uh, the but, first yeah. one they did that went, like, deep, deep, deep. Oh, yeah, we are talking about, they were got, got in these games I had never heard of. They, they were I, traveling, they were, yeah. they were going to
1: Japan and going, you know, traveling five hours by train to, like, look at a board and picture it and
0: shit sure. like that, so. Um, yeah. Nuts. So I hope that they, other companies follow suit. Uh, I was funny. Andre was like, when are we going to get that, uh, that, uh, Tiny Toons uh, collection? Like, he <laughs> loves Tiny Toons. I'm I do like the games. I love the Tiny Toons games. He, he rattled off. Was like, there was like the several, uh, Tiny Toons games, Tiny Toons games. I'm like, yeah. He said, he said, you could throw the Animaniacs. And I'm like, I guess you can. There wasn't a lot of Animaniacs an, games. There was a few, but I mean, like, you could you probably. Do the do Spielberg that. collection, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And I was saying, don't hold your breath, but people, some people like Tiny Toons. Um, genuinely yeah. good games almost
1: across the board tiny tunes
0: yeah i i i will get this i will get the atari one i never got the snk one but now i'm thinking about it i should probably support it it's and get that one and um yeah, it's almost like again we didn't really talk about the games because the games are the games. You can play the games. Right, other, we all know ways. the games. We all know the games. Yes, we're, yes, we're going to add online to a few. There's games. good
1: ones, not so good ones, great ones, and it's going to be a lot of fun. But I really like just wanted to yeah. talk about the whole package and
0: how much care was put into it. Yeah, but but even like you'll will, will still discover games come up like an advertisement. It's, uh, it's, it's not a folder of ROMs. Uh, yes, it's because even Dan was like, yeah, like I'm not. I think it was Dan. like I'm not told. I'm not really familiar with the Game Boy games. So I'll actually be oh, interested playing so the Game Boy. Well, ones. the first and the third ones are really good. So one is a little...
1: uh, I the animation is dumb looking in the second it's one. Just it just dumb looks dumb. Like it doesn't. He, he does this weird tippy toe walk. Yeah, look it up. Just like watch any second of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two on the Game Boy. The turtle animation totally just like turns me off. Especially when the original game had great animation. I loved the way the great. sprites uh, looked. Uh, well, I
0: love the. Way, uh, I like the way the sprites. The looked. sprites looked
1: great. Was a great animation, but the style was great.
0: Yes. No, I, I get that. Um. And then this is coming out. Was it August? 30th? August thirtieth. 30th, can't wait. August thirtieth. I'll get. I'll get a I'll get a, uh, a physical version. You can get the limited collector's edition, which uh, is nuts. Um, it's it's not not as nuts as the Shredder's Revenge a limited run collection, but you still get a decent amount of stuff here. You get pins. Sure. You get you get a um, was it's not a shadow box, a little plastic display with the four oh, turtle. He gave me back.
1: one of the posters. The okay. poster is.
0: Fucking
1: sick! It's black and white original uh, Eastman art. It's fucking amazing. Is that different
0: than this one here? Is that the same one or is that a different one? No, it's different.
1: Yeah, okay, you don't see it in there.
0: Okay, well, I got the last T-shirt. I got I got a black and white Schmidium uh, T-shirt. It's Might
1: like... have been of the black and white version of this. Black one. and white I, version. I'd have to check, it, but okay. it's
0: really fucking cool. All right, you got that. I get the T-shirt. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to squeeze into the T-shirt. Um, so the, the 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 limited version or limited the collector's version is one hundred and fifty dollars. It uh, looks like it's, t- it's out of stock. Uh, I'll probably just settle for the regular physical version. I'm fine with the regular I'll physical just, version myself. <laughs> hey, you, don't worry, you don't have to worry about DLC. That was the joke it was like, there would be any DLC added. You're good. You're good to go. No, I mean, there's else. like, unlike everything. other
1: collections where it's like, oh, you could have maybe put this well, in or
0: something. No, there, there's nothing that needs to be added. Uh, we should probably run down what games are in this again because that's one thing we didn't say. Uh, where's the list of games you got here? You got uh, Turtles Arcade, uh, Turtles in Time Arcade, uh, NES. One, two, and three. Torment Fighters on NES for the two people that want to play that version. Uh, You get Turtles in Time, Super Nintendo, Torment Fighters, Super Nintendo, Hyperstone Heist, Genesis, Torment Fighters, Genesis, and you get the three Game Boy games. games. So you get that nice, nice, good run based on the first cartoon. Yep. You know, basically, you get that. Um, The golden golden age. I've been revisiting uh,
1: Hyperstone Heist. Um, and I think it's it's great. Uh, I didn't love it as a kid because it's shorter, but it's like a re- it. it's a really nice compact experience with great like 16 bit Genesis art. Um, and then uh, I'm really happy. Honestly, the thing that I think I'm happiest about uh, is just having an online playable version of the original arcade game again. It's been, it's, it's been like a pl- decade and a half. Yeah, I've never
0: played it online before. I didn't I didn't get it's it great. the first time. Yeah. And- When I
1: was on the 360 for that brief
0: period, it was awesome. I mean, honestly... That was 2007. You could have sold me some physical $20 version of just that one game, and I probably would have bought it. I would, too. It's one of my all-time favorites. That game's amazing. I know people love Turtles in Time, but the the look and feel of the original... I like the original um, better. I mean, Turtles in Time is fun, but I I like the original better. Yes. I like how it's a little simpler, and it's it's more in tone with the TV show you get all you get all the hits basically there from the first uh, like few few seasons first few seasons of the show two two full seasons of the show you get you get the characters there and Patrick we have a patreon. Don't we?
1: we do you go to patreon.com/ cu podcast and what do you do there well if you exchange some money with us you get some uh, some stuff in return you get the full video podcast you get the bonus, the bonus. bits from before we record this podcast you get uh, close to weekly writings from me I'll have mm-hmm. a new one up mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also
0: do uh, these polls. We also have the, have the uh, the-, uh, the hangouts. We have the hangout, and we have the we have the enamel pin club now. That's right. You join that tier or above, uh, you get an enamel pin shipped out to you. If you're in, if you're at the one or above, make sure you fill in your address. If you if you're in the hangout tier, you're entitled to a pin. That's right. Pat will print out that stamps.com postage. Use co podcast, and, and you could <laughs> you get a pin. All right. <clears throat> Let me just say something to the pa- the patrons before I before I get into it. I love you. For making this happen, and to the doubters out there on, on the Patreon, don't don't ever doubt. Don't you th- dreams can come true? <laughs> in a, a tight split, in second place, forty eight percent is grading or reselling worse for video game collecting, and in a stunning Buster Douglas style upset, fifty two percent. How is gaming on the New Jersey Boardwalk different in two thousand twenty two? I thought that would get ten percent of the vote. Thank you for making it happen. I even told Pat, I was like, this gets one more week. Ian was a doubter. <laughs>
1: I had faith. Well, in the previous weeks, it was, it was low. It wasn't, it wasn't doing so hot.
0: But you, you made it happen. It's the comeback kid. You, you, proved half to, you, you proved 48% of the Patreon folks wrong, and Ian. So how was gaming on the New Jersey Baroque different in 2020? A month ago when I went there. Was it a month ago? Was that a little more than a month ago that I went there? So let me tell Do you tell, about, Patrick. Do let me, tell. Let me tell you about the Jersey Boardwalk. <laughs> let me tell you something. Let we'll me harken back to the Jersey Boardwalk. Go back to the 80s, to the 90s. Uh, gaming, you'd have on the Boardwalk about six to eight arcades, main arcades. Uh, and you still have about six left, even with the Fires. The, the Fires only took out the one that was the best one, unfortunately, uh, the yestercades one. Excuse me, the fla- was Flashbacks. Not yestercades, Flashbacks took that one out. Um, but you have the other ones left on the street side. Yes, your case was on the beach, so that's why it went up in flames more easily too. Um, so, when you went to the boardwalk back in the day, it was your usually first time seeing a lot of these games on the boardwalk. Yeah, you've said
1: that before that the boardwalk was like the place to. That's where you, you saw what was up and coming because they
0: would always have the new stuff at a place with so many people. Yes, and they probably honestly they probably I don't know how the biz usually re- release these, but it made sense because otherwise we 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 go to the arcades. The mall, maybe maybe like part of a movie theater, like Amboy Cinemas, shout out, if they're still around, where they'd have like, you know, 15, 20 arcade games, but like scattered throughout the main, lo- big, big main lobby there. Um, so you did not know what was coming out. You, you didn't. You go up to the Casino Pier, Coin Castle, Lucky Leo's, Sonny and Ricky's, uh, well the flashbacks went back in the day and you would discover all these new ones like, Oh my God, eight player Daytona is there for the first time, whenever that was like mm, 95. I love eight player uh, Daytona. You, you know, like they had it at casino pier. Oh my God. They have um, the, the time traveler, uh, Sega hologram game, the big fucking huge white thing there, you know? Oh my God. They have the, the sit down, the sit down, um, race, sit down shooter one where it moves around. And I always forget the freaking name of you. So I tell me the name of that Scott, one. Uh, 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 stun runner. No, a shooter. It's a shooter one, space shooter one, where it goes around. Oh, uh, uh Galaxy Force. Yeah, yeah, Galaxy yeah. Force. Sorry. So well was yeah. always your first experience, but then obviously, with the late '90s, less and less new arcade games coming there. At that point, became more fighting games. Oh my God, you have Soul Calibur on the big screen. That was a big one. Like was that '98? That was a big one to see that in the big screen. Like a big screen Soul Calibur and big screen fighting games for the soul first caliber time. Soul Calibur was so cool, too. I remember one of the first times I saw a freaking uh, Primal Rage was on one of the Dynamo cabs. Uh, really? With the little. Yeah, the little. Uh, the, the, the front like bench? Front that, that, yeah, it's not a bench, but. It goes underneath and, it, and it, it's a raised platform. It's like right. there's space between the control panel and, and the, the monitor so everyone can see. So it was interesting to see the transition to the 2000s because. The heyday of arcade games ended, did I then? He also had less pinball machines coming out. Only Stern was left by the 2000s. So that was it.
1: 2000, I believe Stern uh, was was the only manufacturer. Because Pinball 2000, I believe both of those machines actually came out in 99, and then that was it for Williams. And then by, I think Stern put out, it was either Monopoly or Railroad Tycoon was their first from the comeback. I think it was Monopoly. And they started doing uh, Sopranos, and then
0: started doing Family Guy and Light Stuff in South Park. And Some of like, those early ones are rough. South Park was not Stern. Uh, it wasn't Stern or was Sega. Uh, yeah, I believe that South Park was okay. Sega. Uh, but anyway, so and then Sega was done by the late '90s as well, right? It was pinball, they were done. Too. And
1: technically, that was Stern. You're right, because Data East, Sega, back to
0: Stern. We're back to Stern. Okay. So the point is this: um, I hadn't been in the Boardwalk in three years, and and so by then I saw it changed uh, three years ago. But how's it changed now? We'll just put blunt it together. Yeah. I will say this: um, We're never going to be able to go back to the, the golden age. Is never coming back for arcades. Uh, at least for how we remember it on, on the boardwalk, in terms of new stuff. They don't make sure. new normal games anymore. They make shooters with big guns. They make racing games for you to play. And you, you see fighting games. Uh, that's it. And even the fighting stuff is like like I went to, uh, when I went to... Yeah, uh, there's not a
1: whole lot of new like arcade fighters being well, made. They're all one, getting like...
0: There was a mission, and went to Mission Beach. It was actually a beat-em-up. There, it was a, a DC uh, fighting beat up there that I didn't see before. That Hmm. was up there, I believe. Um, But anyway, so unfortunately, you go to Lucky Leo's and you see you walk in now and it's there was always a lot of crane claw games, crane games, claw games, whatever. A lot of them. Now that's like dominates when you walk in. There's no arcade games at all. You go to the back to the left. You'll see back and to the left. You'll see. (laughs) All right. There's like the alien shooter game there. A couple of driving games there. Uh, but that's it. It's all redemption machines. You'll you uh, there, there's a ski ball back there. There's uh there is uh they had four uh, of the hoops games where you get the tickets out. I love those. it's a, a lot. Of, it, it wasn't all uh, cards cards now t- for credits. Most of the stuff you can put a dollar in, but cards for credit. Thankfully, still tickets. So I've been now to uh, to uh, Mission Beach over here. They put the points in your car, which yes, I hate. they do. I hate that. Yep. Give me the tickets, damn it. Give me the tickets. I want to feel the ticket. I want to see it come out, the, the row of tickets. <laughs> so play played skee-ball with my sister and mom. Uh, I did the basketball. I almost got the 50. When you get the 50, you get the bonus time. I got to forty. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm not awful at that game. I'm not great. I am so-
1: uh, if you want to see someone flounder at it's me. I love basketball. I love trying to shoot the hoops. I'm
0: so bad at I'm those. I'm too streaky. Just like with bowling. I'll miss 3, hit 6 in a row, then miss 5 in a row. I'm like too my mechanics are super streaky when it comes to stuff like that. Right. Like bowling or shooting hoops. It's just super weird. I, I don't have enough reps. You got to do a billion times to get it perfect. So, that was great. There was a nice Yahtzee game where the where you have the rows, you have 6 by 6 rows. Uh, and the balls fall and they fall randomly and that's basically your dice spin. Oh, okay. Interesting. And then you can choose which ones to stay for the ball or you pop them back up to get your four of a kind or go for a Yahtzee or go for a a straight. So that was actually really fun. Interesting. My sister pulled up to one and someone had left like $10 worth of credits in. I put in, I swiped a a credit for her. I I was, I was, uh, big cash pat that day, uh, buying everyone's credits big money uh, big money And so she kept playing i played and was done in a minute she was playing for 10 minutes i'm looking like what the hell was the, and she got a ton of she kept getting like uh three and four of a kinds easily and straight for, <laughs> straight were easy in the machine the problem was was the ones and sixes were on the right so you're far less likely for the ball to bounce to those rows to get the ones and the sixes right that was the problem to get, to get to those two rows,
1: yeah, those would be harder to. Yeah, yeah it's basically, I it's, basically that. It's, it's a
0: six by six layout. Yeah, so everything everything's, six, is, everything's more five, likely a, to land in the middle. It's a five dice in Yahtzee. Or five six? dice. So six so by five. five. You have a row for each number, and then you have five, five dice. That it's makes sense. Goals. So you can you can hold it for a second. You got you got a second, you know, throw. You get two throws. Or there's a three in Yahtzee. Is a three. Throw? It's three in Yahtzee. Okay, the main was three, but anyway, so that's what you try to do, but. Every time you landed, you can keep it. You got the points each time. Like, oh, I got a straight. I can keep the straight again. They give you the points again if you want to just keep the full. It's like you get small straights and large straights. You to know, see four or yeah. five. So yeah. Uh, so th- th- oh yeah, four and five. But those were easy to get. It was easy for to so get three four. and four. Oh, I thought it was four and five because uh, it's five dice. Yeah, you're. No, you, maybe you're right. I can't I'm, remember. I'm, you're probably full, right. And then the full houses you can get a set of three and two. Yes. So yeah, house. of course. And we got a full house. So so. I guess I guess what was was disappointing was the lack of even pinball as well. Usually even going to like Coin Castle, you used to see at least the newer Sterns. You'd see like, oh, there's the Lord of the Rings one or you see like I say, a Sopranos kind of, like two, Yeah, you always you, see you, you see like You usually see one like one. early 2000s era Stern. Yeah, you you see like give me one. Not like back in the day you go to Casino Pier and you get like a hodgepodge of ones from over the past 10 years. Oh, uh, there's um my favorite. There's Baywatch next to Royal Rumble. And it's such a ramp heavy machine <laughs> next to next to Dirty Harry they had and then they'll maybe have a newer one. Maybe they'll have one earlier from like from like the mid to early 80s, you know. Like there'd be like a decent mix. That's not there anymore. Like you can the pinball's gone. It was maybe still there 3 years ago. No more pinball in the Jersey Borough. I'm sorry to say, like that's kind of it was kind of not depressing, but unless I missed one, I, I think I, I didn't go to one in the North Seaside Heights. Uh, that arcade, I don't think, wasn't was it was open when I went there, but that was gone. Um, I'll just say this about the claw games, train games, they ain't skill no more. At one point, they were skill. I can come by, come back with four or five in a day. Now it's all about. Well, you can pick something up. You ain't carrying it over. Like it's they're rigged now more than I, I can honestly say that there was a point where certain ones were totally skilled. I think there's a uh, point where
1: uh, well, I don't think I'm not saying on the Jersey boardwalk now. there is, but I know there's plenty uh, that are still
0: skill-based elsewhere. It used to be that it didn't matter how many coins you put in, it was all you had the same chance one person versus the sure. next of getting it. Yep. They had the two different main types. Maybe they had three. Three models. They had the the bigger, bigger claw that were, could pick up bigger things, and it was free. Go left and right. They had the uh, smaller version of claws, which were not as easy to get. Those. Then you had the hit a button and goes up. Hit a button and goes right and it stops. You hit it twice. It yeah. goes up. Yeah. Over and you pick it up. They had that version stand up, as well as looking overhead. I love the tabletop ones those were usually the ones where they went up and to the right. Oh, you ever yeah, see those? those were, were like clean. A yep. little bigger. Mm-hmm. Those are totally gone and I make they took up too much space. I loved those because they were harder to get, but I think the, the claw was reliable if you could zero in, but they made it hard because like you couldn't stop it. It was just up and then to the right. Um, so I played a couple of machines there. It was a wizard machine. Where, like, it's like 30 types of wizards. They're kind of cute. I, I won one finally. I picked up a wizard. It was like I think uh, five plays. It was like Five plays for three dollars or five for five dollars. I put the five in. I picked up a wizard every time. I, I hooked him. I'm a good player. Pick him up, and then either when it got to the top, it would drop it, or it'd move like six inches and drop it. Back in the day, if it moved six inches, once you had a top, you were good, you were good. Like you you got it. You were good to go. I boring you, Ian. No. Um you're good to go. It would drop it, you'd win it. I think the new machines. Have a, have, they know how much money's in for the, from the last win. And so if you just won one, it loosens it up. Well, it's
1: probably a and, time thing. I would yeah. bet it's similar to, um, the, the, the replay score on a pinball machine. It starts low. Mm-hmm. The more money you put into it, well, the better you do. The like, higher the replay score gets. If you get the high score. If you get the high score. And then when you walk away, it, there's a cool down time oh, sure. which brings it back down. So I'm assuming it's kind of like the opposite with that. You start off, it's gonna be real loose. If it sees you put enough money in, it probably tightens the clop and lets you grab it a little bit better. That's bullshit. That's not it a is. skill. I'm not saying it's Pinball not bullshit, skill based. But, but, I'm just um, saying
0: it's similar. There's probably like some sort of internal timer that's keeping track of it. I that. think it's just a money the more money you put in, the tighter it gets until you win something. Because like there's there's no reason why. You could grab something, lift it up, and then when you start moving, all of a sudden it loosens up. Like what? Like if it's if it's firm enough to grab it by his fat head, lift him up and start moving, it should be fine. So the other the one I got really pissed at though was there was one with uh, it was a bigger one with these really cute bigger sloths or like they had the bigger arms. I was wanting to, I wanted to win it for a friend, and each time it grabbed it. It started lifting it up. It's a good. It's a good hold. Would would drop it as it was going up. Happened four times in a row, and I I'm good at noticing what the prime one is. I said, you know what? I can't win this. I walked away. Came back five minutes later. It was gone. Person behind me probably put in a couple more dollars. It firmed it up and got it. Firmed it up. Hey, lucky Leos! Like it's be- a custard. <laughs> hey, lucky Leos! You've been around for like sixty years. That's not cool. I love you, lucky Leos. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be with you forever you and coin castle you're my best arcades you can't do that to me you got to get some skill based ones in there i know you you don't want to lose all your prizes that's bullshit the same way it's bullshit with like the blocks where you get the up. you oh, know yeah. the leds that's that's rigged yes you you hit it and it stops either too soon or too late that's rigged Can ever win that Does you have any questions you about this stuff i saw you know like it, mostly redemption uh, and, and the and the claw games that that's where you're at. It's like ninety five percent. They are getting more. They are getting more varied though with the redemption games, like the Yahtzee one I didn't see before. Like, sure, back, it's more closer to like something you see like uh, uh the coin pushers are more extravagant than they used to coin be. Coin pushers, I'm under- I was
1: going to ask you. That was what I was going to ask you. About. Had, I've had, heard that coin pushers are very popular yes. again, and they've started uh, doing it where it's like uh, instead bonuses. of putting instead of putting your own tokens and stuff in, you pay a certain amount, it gives you ten yes. coins. And yes. I've heard a lot of them. Uh, dispense like trading cards and stuff this day these days
0: yeah i, I, I played a mission beach a willie a willie wonka cards come out you can keep them and re- redeem them for games you collect the whole set you get a certain amount of coins. And my yes. buddy's
1: got like a dc1 local to him that does the same thing so they're
0: a cool setup now this is a redemption game podcast real quick they had the price is right tower where they had plinko and they had the ULA guy oh yeah um huh. so, so i played the plinko before the reason why the plinko one is fun is because you can when you spell it plinko you spin the wheel. You spin the bonus. the bonus oh, nice. And you get the bonus. That's probably what you get. But like, it's supposed to be semi-random. Willy Wonka has the same one when I play that. So it's not just you push the coins over to get, get the, 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 tickets. There's an extra incentive. If you line it up, you can try to spell Plinko, where right. it drops down. Cause that's per, that's what a coin pusher is. Yeah. It, it can drop down the little pegs, but they put the pegs in like it's Plinko. Mm-hmm. And you can aim it, and then generally it's going to fall to that side, but it's semi-random for how it hits the metal pegs. So that was really fun. My sister and I loved playing the coin pusher. She did we used to do the nickels as a kid. I used to be really good they, at they, coin pusher. They, they had nickel ones as a kid, so it felt like you're getting more bang for your buck. But now it's just like, you know, quarter size or token
1: size. Canal Fest in Tonawanda in Buffalo used to um have uh Actual coin pushers like you just put quarters in
0: and you win the quarters and you'd win the quarters. So it's, it's gambling.
1: It's it's it was straight it's up gambling. gambling that, it's by chance gambling, basically straight up illegal I, gambling.
0: I've heard of places that have done that where it's like, yeah, they rig it so that you get the quarters back instead of the tokens. Yeah, I guess it's a little thing you hit with the or it goes to like the slot, output slot. You know, oh,
1: no, literally all that's in there is quarters. It's just quarters. And you put quarters in and it pushes quarters.
0: Oh, no, I but that's how they used to be. I'm talking, oh, yeah. I tell you On the Seaside Heights Borwalk, it used to be quarters and nickels, but you didn't get them back. You got tickets. Oh, right. OK, Got gotcha. You're still putting your own quarters No, and on. th-
1: yeah. these ones,
0: you literally got the quarters in. Yes, well, I'm saying back. they're probably the same sort of machines, but they're they yes. so that you get them back. I get so, yeah, it. that's not. Um, I, I would um Honestly, I would love to play it because I could tell when one's ready to bust and, yeah. and sort of target it. Yep. That's what I did. But you're, they're still they know they know the payoff's never gonna be as good, obviously. It's like playing slots. You're gonna get ninety cents back for the dollar. Yeah. On the coin pushers, is probably less than that. It's probably like seventy five cents. Now I remember
1: dollar. walking up to one, there was a big stack of coins, and I put like I, I took like five dollars worth of quarters and I ended up making like thirty back, and I was like, We never that, need yes. to do this again. Yep
0: and you ruined it for the next people. Yep. That's basically how the slot machines work. Yep. It's a, it's a payout thing. Oh, that was funny. That was fun. That was fun. We should just do a redemption redemption game podcast. I can do that. I'm looking up coin pushers. Uh, we, we have uh, voicemails, Ian. We do. Go to podcast. You go, you leave us a voicemail. Uh, try to keep it short and sweet, and I'll love you forever. And, um, yeah, we don't have a, a friend that checks in anymore, Checks in anymore, but the compilation, Volume 2, is going up uh, later this week, and then Volume 3 will be out from uh, our pal, Joey Freeze. So he, right. here's the first one. Hey, guys. Eric from Wisconsin here. Eric. Uh, just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on Dr. Fate seeing as he's going to be coming up in the new movie Black Adam played by Pierce Brosnan. Thanks guys. Uh yes, uh Zaddy Pierce Brosnan playing uh, Dr. Fate. Uh looking cute. Wow. Uh, what? That could be fun. Yeah, he's he's got like a full goatee. Like yeah. I don't know much about Dr. Fate, Frank loves the character. Yeah, I don't know. Goes what back- I know about him is from, like, one of the DC fighting games. <laughs> it goes back to the... It's a Golden Age character. Yep. It was in the, uh, I think, Justice Society uh, before the League, I believe. We're, we're literally talking early 40s there with, like, Hawkman. It's, like, I think before even, like, Batman would have been in it. I don't forget. Anyway, uh, I think uh, Hawkman's in, uh, in Black yeah. Adam as well. There's an interesting sort of cast hmm. with that. I, I'm looking uh, forward to the Black Adam movie a little bit. I, I, I mean, I'll go see it. I think The Rock is a fun actor. He does his part well. It's like him and Cena. It's like these guys might be the new action guys, even though they're both getting getting up there. There's no like, there's no like action star under like 45 that's like established. It's kind of like weird. Yeah, you're right. Jason Statham's like over 50. Yep. Uh, there's no one that's coming like filled in that in when you think about that. Yeah. that's really weird. Right. We need some youngins. We, I oh I'm almost forty-five. Uh yeah, I don't know much about Dr. Fate though. Yeah, uh, Frank loves him. Frank's like, yeah, find me some Dr. Fate. I'm like, Yeah, Frank, I'm gonna do your be your personal shopper. I used a personal shopper for Frank every year, look at the trade paperbacks for his stuff. Find him like the he like he wanted the pre Robin Batman, that first like year and a half, and I had to find him those and you know, and, and stuff like that. But it's like this year the, first of all, there weren't a lot of trade paperbacks, but I'm not spending three hours looking for stuff where like no. Andre and Dan would be like, Come on, let's get going. They're too nice to say that, but they'd be thinking that.
2: Hey, it's Toy. I've really it's been digging Ian's horror portions of the podcast. You guys should talk about Return of the Living Dead, one of my favorites.
1: I watched it In two Kentucky, nights ago. two
2: clerks at a medical supply company accidentally break a canister open that contains strange gas. So the fucking gas good. causes a refrigerated corpse to spring to life. They dismember the corpse and try to burn the remains with the help of a neo-Nazi mortician. I'm not kidding. The smoke causes acid rain to fall back down on a cemetery where a punk nudist that. and right. her friends okay. are partying. Okay. Before that. you can say, wow, Kentucky sure sounds more exciting than I remember, hundreds of dead people are leaping out of the graves ready to party. It was written and directed by Dan O'Bannon, the guy who wrote Alien. I would love to hear your thoughts.
0: Thank you. Well, you just gave the whole, the whole plot synopsis, but I've seen parts of it on TV. I remember now. I remember the, I remember the, the, the punk concert part of it. Uh, fantastic fucking movie. So, so these are it's an offshoot series where they the comedy version of the zombies from the
1: Yeah, movie. basically uh it was, he was allowed to use Night, uh, he was allowed to use Living Dead, Romero chose Dead at the, after they argued about the direction they wanted the movies For to sure, go sure. in, and then it kind of splits off from there. Um But yes, I, I almost talked about it in the intro because after working in a horror movie booth all weekend, I wanted to watch, because a lot of the stuff we, there was a a bit of merchandise that was Return of the Living Dead. One of the big, uh, popular things we sold that uh, that weekend was a T-shirt with Tarman's face on it. Tarman is the like the standout zombie from that movie, who's like walking around the medical supply facility yelling brains <laughs> the whole time. Uh, yeah, fucking okay. great movie. The sequel out. is good too. The sequel is good too. After that, uh, you can ignore it.
0: Uh, Pat. I just finished watching the intro for episode 322. I remember that one. And I'd like to know why you wanted to murder someone at the Atlanta, Georgia airport. Does he, does he want to tell a story or I should tell it?
1: Hong Kong! Okay. <laughs> Pat sneezed um, in a bathroom and the janitor made fun of him.
0: <laughs> well, it wasn't just that. It was a lead up. It was coming. I was I was miserably exhausted. Was that the end of 2019? Well, yeah, because yeah, I didn't go to that many conventions last year. It must have been three years ago. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I think I was coming back from Syracuse. Syracuse is a rough flight. Was it Syracuse? It it was a rough. Either way, it was a rough flight with a layover where I had to like, I had to like arrive somewhere really early in the morning, coming somewhere, Um, or coming back. I forget. Either way, I was like miserable. I was tired, and it was like us. So late. I think, I think it was, I think it was early in the morning coming back. I mean, it might have been coming back because I was so tired. So I go to this, I go to the Georgia airport of uh, Atlanta. I've been there a couple of times and it was like, well, you go to the bathroom there and it's empty. There's just, a, there's just a custodian. This guy probably like, I want to say he's probably like 60 there, just like, you know, he's got his mop or whatever, and he's just like there, and he's cleaning up. And I, I mean, I am, fu- I am feeling exhausted. I'm probably a little sick. I'm like stumbling around. That's how bad I am. I
1: do believe you came back slightly.
0: I believe you came back slightly sick. Yeah, so I was not in good shape from everything. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I, do, I, I do a little pee-pee, and then I go, and I, I usually blow my nose. And I, I, I honk when I blow my nose. I, I want to do a forceful. so I go, hmm. And so then I throw out the thing, and then, without looking at me, the guy just goes, ha, ha. <laughs> and then I stop. I look, I go, what? <laughs> Excuse me, sir? And he just went, ha, ha. <laughs> I did it again. And I just had to walk out. <laughs> I did not want to get into confrontation an and man. potentially strangle someone <laughs> with a roll of toilet paper in an airport <sighs> in Georgia. Did not want to do that. Hey, guys. This is Duffy from Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. If you get high with one video game character, who would it be and why? Thanks. What was getting question? Getting high with a video game character. Oh, getting high with a video game character? I'd get
2: high with Kirby. Of course you would, Ian. Of course you would. Hey, Pet and Ian. Big fan of the show. I hope this isn't too much of a loaded question, Uh-oh. but here I go. About a month ago, Chris Bors released season six of his series, The Irish Gamer with Commentary. I'm sure it was fun. At the beginning, he talks about being approached by a higher power in the YouTube gaming scene. He doesn't delve into what exactly they were asking of him, but he does say that he rejected their offer. From that point, he noticed his channel was no longer performing the way it used to. My question is, were there really people in the community... With that kind of power back in the day. No. No, there were not. No,
0: I don't think that probably happened, in my opinion. Uh, next. Hey, Pat and Ian. Good to talking to you guys, as I've been watching since the very first episode.
1: So, years ago, I got a stack of PS2 RPGs from a thrift store for cheap. One of them being Xenosaga 3, which is a pretty pricey game now. When I got it, it was clearly resealed.
0: However, last night I decided to open it, and turns out it is factory sealed underneath that oh. in near mint shape. Oh! i just like to sell it for as much like... It is factory sealed. Sealed! Wow. I can, so I can put the money towards a different copy that is already opened, so I can play it. There you go. And also, add some more games to my collection. So get the most amount of value out of it, should I just sell it as is, or should I consider getting a graded? The value! And if so, which company should I go with? I'd really like to support VGA. However, it seems like most graded games nowadays are through WADA. I mean, to be honest you got you got to go through water if you want the most bang for your bucks since they had the the heritage auction monopoly is, They might be selling VJ stuff now, who knows because of the, maybe because of the lawsuit i don 't know, but like you, you got to go through water right now. I but, thought there was news that they uh, were i thought some auction comp there's other I house doing it, like Golden's doing you can do that. Oh, okay, right. Maybe I'm I mean, of if Golden. you want my if you really want my, I I mean, I'm waiting for CGC to get started. They're going to roll it out. If I get stuff graded, it's going to be through CGC. I feel like CGC will become the norm. The uh, um, norm. I think
1: CGC will become the norm and as much as I hate to say it, if you're trying to sell something for monetary value right now, then yes, I do think you should probably grade it.
2: The value. Hey, Pat and Ian. this is David from the San Gabriel Valley. My question is Uh, With all these remakes coming out, uh, you know from the '80s and '90s, what would be your ideal Bloodsport remake?
0: There would not be one. There no, Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry to not answer your question. uh, uh, There would not be one. There is no ideal remake. I can speak for Ian. uh, There there would not be a remake. The original is Uh, perfect, and I would absolutely loathe to see a remake of it. I mean, if you wanted to do a uh, one where Van Diem comes out of retirement, and does like, hey, here's Frank's Duke, Frank Duke's thirty five years later, I'd- or 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 uh, uh, is like a coach, yeah, yeah, coaches someone, oh, yeah, absolutely, that's fine, yeah, you can continue the story.
1: Well, you can retcon two through four and, and continue well, the story. Well,
0: what's two through four? What?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, man. know Um, about. but yeah, you don't fuck, do not remake that movie. You would no. never get the tone. The, the feel, soundtrack, the it, soundtrack,
0: it would, oh God, there is no way you could do it. That Canon film's feel, that like, that it's, it's so particular, especially. The film grain oh, they yeah. use, they also, like, cheap it, film it, it, grain. It's like, it's like right. a quintessential Canon film.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, Pat and Ian, this is Ethan from Garrettsville, Ohio. Uh, I was wondering, after hearing you guys talk about the Atari 50th anniversary, uh, do either one of you have much experience with the Nuon? I know it's kind of the spiritual
0: successor to the Jaguar and I was just
1: curious if you guys had ever really tried it
0: out or knew much about it No, I have no experience with the
1: Nuon. No in fact I'm not I, I know so little about it that I have no idea how the Jaguar and the Nuon are connected. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I, I know I, that I, Nuon has a tempest game on it which yeah, with it's a
0: DVD player.
1: So. A DVD player that can uh, that also has, I think, some processing dedicated set aside for games. As I say, like I don't understand because there's a well, like I said,
0: Tempest was Tempest really 3, big on the Atari. Was on there. Yeah, there was there was literally Iron Soldier was on there. Okay, so Iron Soldier series was on there. They only had eight games. Okay, uh, I don't know if I've ever seen one in person. Yeah, maybe once. So if you ever see a DVD player out in the wild, check and see if it's a new one. I guess. I think okay. I saw one at a flea market once and was like, I don't need this. Oh really? You didn't yeah. buy a, just a. Ha- it's rare, Ian. How no. What do they? How many do they make of those? Probably not a lot. I think like twenty-five thousand. Like, not even. Like who knows? Or, it was out for three years. Okay, maybe more than I thought. Okay. Uh, it's funny. Maybe Frank found one and bought and threw it out. One hundred and thirty bucks. Well, that's not. That's not that much. Under fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. No, isn't that nice?
1: Pat, Ian, this is Jonathan from Denver. I wanted to let you know that Colorado style pizza exists. I heard Great. you talking about it last week's episode and bojo's pizza Uh, it's a colorado only kind of thing thick rolled crust thin crust underneath a lot of toppings toppings go up as high as the crust is rolled which is like an inch and a half Mm. um it's not deep dish so don't be thinking it's chicago style because it totally doesn't suck
0: uh okay, I mean I'll eat I'll, it. I'll try it. It's pizza. I'll try it. Uh, did they have uh, moose balls on there in Colorado? Is that part of? Is that what uh Rocky Mountain oysters?
1: Rocky Mountain oysters. bull testicles. Can you actually get those still? Yeah, of course you can eat Rocky Mountain oysters anywhere. I, I mean, <laughs> you, you can eat them anywhere. <laughs> not, not anywhere. Uh, you can get them. I mean, there are definitely restaurants that still sell them in the Midwest. Really? Yes. Are they like a delicacy? They cost a lot, or uh, they look like bar food. Honestly. Are they crunchy? Like yeah, they're they're fried. I mean when you see them in real life they don't really look like any like a, a nut. Oh god. Blah.
0: Testicles. Raw testicles. Who who's supposed a joke? Who who's the first person side of that's what I want to try. They're, yeah. they're deep fried at least? Oh yeah, they're deep fried. I think sliced you, and deep fried. You think they're chewy or are they like hard and crunchy? <sighs> I don't know anything to think about this anymore. Yeah, I'm over My right Now this is kind of watery. thinking don't I'm, I'm like kind of, oh, dip it in uh, some deep fried
1: and crunchy is, you know, that gets, that gets some, my motor going. You dip
0: it in some honey mustard, you know, <laughs> you
1: you your the taste of anything. I would probably try one, but I'm not like going out of my way to do it.
0: Okay, I do a couple more here. Greetings and salutations. Uh, okay. This is Eric, formerly from East Amherst, New York. Okay. I'm requesting some advice. I have a collection of about 30 to 40 vintage PCs from XTs up to P4s, as well as peripherals and software in a storage unit, and I want to clear out the storage unit since the monthly fees have more than doubled. How would you recommend safely selling off a collection directly out of a storage unit, or would you at all? I have no idea. Thanks, guys. I mean, like you're talking bulky PC towers that are tough to move, I don't, I have no advice. <sighs> you have to find, like, a computer collecting group on Facebook. Someone want to come in person and pick it up. Um, yeah, I wish I could to help you, but I, I've got really no advice on that. That's a tough one. Bulky stuff, they, you know, the PCs weigh, like, 20, 30 pounds. Stuff.
2: Hey, Pat, it's Daryl from Buffalo Take again. Down. Time to ask that really hard question. What do you prefer more, the NES or the Super NES? All right, guys. Have a good day. Hope to see you soon. we spoke about this
0: before. As as a as a curiosity and a more interesting library, the NES is a far more interesting library. The NES is the um, winner for me. Yeah, for that reason. Because there's so much weird kooky stuff on it people throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks not even not even on just the unlicensed unlicensed obviously but there's even licensed stuff that's weird plenty plenty of licensed
1: stuff that's weird Uh, yeah i'm not i'm I'm not even thinking unlicensed and of course when you go unlicensed it gets
0: crazy too and the super nintendo obviously the average game is a lot better you know if the average game on the nes is like two and a half like the average super nintendo is probably three to three and a half because the games are just more polished in general there's no there's no broken games broken games uh besides Pit Fighter, Half Stark or in a certain Superintendent Guidebook. book. Uh, but it's boring. It's almost like it's it's like sanitizing away a little bit, some of it, because of that. You know, yes. this, it does feel it feels like a sanitized system. But but obviously it's a great system. But they're different different things. Um do you wanna do you wanna check in with the, with another semi favorite? Well, sure.
2: Hey Pat. Hey Ian, it's Boxandra from New Jersey. Well, from New Jersey, but no longer in New Jersey. <gasps> That's personal information, however, and not the reason I'm calling in. You guys were talking about people saying retro games suck, and you thought maybe the younger kids aren't like in the old systems. From what I have heard from Zoomer colleagues of mine, apparently there's a lot of Zoomers all about the retro games, and in some circles, it's cool to be into them. So I'm happy to report that the kids, as they say, are all right. All of the BS at AAA games you guys were talking about is annoying as hell, though. That's why I tend to play a ton of indie titles, as they're more likely to cater to my sensibilities, as well as be crafted with love on the account of them having smaller teams. This brings me to my question, though. Is it just me, or do some retro-inspired games look weird because the sprites are the same as they were in 4x3 games, but with the screens being 16x9, they look all odd? Not all of them, mind you. I just feel like some of them make the screen look busier than my voicemails. <laughs>
0: Um, she didn't cut herself off there. No, I was used to just going to some sexual innuendo and having it cut off, and it didn't happen there.
1: <laughs> um, so I, I realize that there are younger people who who, who like them, uh, but you know, it's like when we used to talk about when they would announce stuff for uh, the, the 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 Nintendo Online Service. There are a lot of people who I think are kind of more starting. It's maybe that they're not into the older stuff, but they start later. Yeah, retro to them is more when they grew up with. So, I get it. And then as far as the indie games go, uh, yeah, there are some that really like do the style properly, and then there are some that it's almost like there's too much attempt to adhere. I, I don't think it ever comes across as a full picture. So there are definitely some that I, you know, I don't like the look
0: of. So the particular question was like, when it's a 16.9 screen, but it's, but it's 4.3 style sprays, I'm trying to remember. like, So they mean like it's too busy because there's too much stuff on the screen it's Yeah. Trendy.
1: Right. Because it's, it, it, well, it's, using, be it's using, it's using the
0: same scaling, but it's stretching it
1: widescreen. So it's so widescreen.
0: So there's a lot more space and there's like too much. I
1: have played stuff that has done that to me where it's like, it, 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 my eyes aren't used to it, to you expanding. Prefer, you to prefer the having screen. it
0: closer to a square than a rectangle. Yeah, easier to keep track of. Oh, that makes sense. Huh, i keep that in mind for the future. All right. Well, that was a fun one, Ian. That was a fun one. I'm tired. Me too. Tired. Me too. Hair's all poofy. Well, I have
1: uh, a lot of work to go. I thought an announcement. You're like, I have it. No, today. no announcement. Oh, okay. No special announcement. All right. I guess that's it. Okay, we still haven't really gotten used to how to end with uh, I'm, that. I'm fine fake, with the offer That fake
0: Tommy. All right. Well, we're not, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll rebound.
1: We'll, we'll, we'll rebound. We'll get back there.
0: There was a time there wasn't fake Tommy. Yeah, I know. There was a time. Seems
1: like a long, long time ago. All right, we'll see you later, everyone. Bye.